we've got the Triple J cast again. Because I'm Jason, I got John, and I got Joe. So we actually we actually calling it that? <laughs> that what we're going with? That's what we're going with. All right. Hey, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You come up with something better, we'll talk. So. All right. See, there we go. There we go. <laughs> Let's do this. All right. So today we're going to be talking about uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, not only the movie, but the... Surprisingly, I didn't know there was more than one game. Uh, there is an NES game I've had, I think, is infamous more than famous. Uh, then there is a Game Boy game that Joe made me aware of. And then looking into it a little bit more, there's also two, like, PC games. So, yeah. I don't want to say varying quality, because they, they seem okay. But, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, we'll we'll get into those at the end here. But first, what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about uh, we're gonna talk about this movie kind of not, not blow by blow, but kind of run through it because um, I don't want to take forever to talk about this. If you if you really want to go through this, you can kind of watch it. It's it's sort of one of those movies I think you can sort of watch passively and get the same experience as if you were uh, watching it, um, paying close attention. So, um, Hi. yeah. So uh, real quick. Um, how long has it been since you guys have each watched uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? For me, it's been, outside of, you know, just watching a few days ago, it's probably been close to 15, 20 years. Uh, it's probably about the same for me. Okay. Uh, I watched it probably enough for a lifetime. We probably watched it, you know, uh, maybe 50 times. I mean, just a ridiculous amount of times. Because that was one of the few videos we actually had. Because, uh, and I, I think I might have mentioned that on the last episode I was on, that... Uh, Back then, you know, in the late 80s, like until well into the 90s, uh, home video, unless it was a really big release, you probably weren't going to be able to afford to get it because they would mass produce, you know, some of the big ones like E.T. when that was re-released. Uh, this was one of them. Uh, most of the time, the big movies would cost you something like 90, 150 bucks. Um Partially because they use the uh, most of the times the ones that you had the, the rental stores just cost more because that was you know the standard play rather than the extended play version. Um, later when they started selling them for more reasonable prices and stuff that was extended play. So that's why you'll notice a lot of you know non rental copies those will wear out faster than you know some of the ones that you would get elsewhere. But anyway, uh, I'm going off a on a tangent, but we watched it a ton. We we still have a copy somewhere I think. Yeah, I just picked uh, up the Blu-ray and with the uh, special edition thing. So, John, how about yourself? Uh, probably the same amount of time, and I don't know how many times I watched it as a kid because watching it now, it was might as well have been me watching it for the first time because there are so many things I didn't remember about the movie that happened, like just plot points in the movie. Like I remember some scenes and characters, but it was it was a relatively fresh experience for me to, uh, watching it now. So. Yeah, it feels about the same for me. Like, I watched it a ton as a kid, but it, it's been sort of one of those things that just, like, kind of went on my mind. I do remember, like, everything that happened, but it was more the detail stuff that it was, as it was coming up. I was like, oh, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. And then, as you as you know, you know, as we've all gotten older, like, it's kind of cool to watch it um, and notice more things in it than you would have as a kid where you don't have quite the discerning eye. So, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's been an interesting experience going back to it, and then uh, some of the uh, the making of stuff on the uh, on the special edition is pretty cool. Um, I, I did enjoy like watching some of that stuff to see how uh, you know how the sausage was made with that movie. So, but anyway, um, 
So let's let's get down to it. Uh, Roger Rabbit. This uh, this opens up with a uh, maroon cartoon, which um, Joe, I don't I don't know if you know for sure, but this seems like a uh, reference to Bugs Bunny's uh, little uh, "What a Maroon" line. Yeah, I believe that's yeah, arcade yeah. maroon. Yeah, yeah, I can't I can't imagine that as anything else because I've never really heard that used in any other context. But Bugs Bunny, uh, instead of calling somebody a moron, calling them a maroon. So, uh, and this one's called "Something's Cooking." Uh, this mother leaves baby Herman, this adorable little baby, uh, being to be babysat by Roger Rabbit, which just seems like every kind of wrong decision. Um, she leaves, threatens to throw uh, Roger back to the science lab if he doesn't uh, take good care of him, and the baby ends up like immediately escaping because he sees cookies. Uh, a whole bunch of, uh, we'll say, varying degrees of uh, violence happens to poor Roger. And, Calamity. Uh, yeah, there we go. Uh, nearly gets his nuts chopped off at some point. Um, he does. He does. <laughs> I don't know why uh, there's a plunger in the kitchen and then he gets that in the face and that kind of gave me the heebie-jeebies because I'm just like, oh man, what do you, he, oh man, he's going to end up with like ringworm and got and like pink eye now from that thing. <laughs> just disgusting. So yeah, he, get lo- he gets locked in an oven and burnt and burned alive and, uh, he almost drowns at one point. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, there's, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah I, there's a lot that happens I, to him. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed this opening. Uh, I thought it was just a really good, accurate portrayal of what those cartoons used to be like. I mean, and of course, in like the company, uh, because this movie had the backing of like all a lot of the major animation companies, they could do that. But it was it was pretty accurate, and uh, like it reminded me of a good classic Looney Tunes uh, short. So I enjoyed it. I'm going to say this is, um, watching this, this sort of almost immediately made me not like Roger Rabbit as a character. I, oh, we, we, I, thought, I, I didn't know if we were going to get to that part yet, but yeah, he's yeah. my least favorite character in the movie. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, just, he just, this, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it could have waited, yeah. but it didn't, I don't think we needed to develop him too much as a character. Like he almost immediately just comes off as like just a, a very much try hard Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Yeah. He's very, uh, he's kind of like an early Jar Jar. It's just he didn't have a uh, he doesn't have a, a franchise to ruin. That's that was <laughs> yeah. kind of the difference. Yeah, he, he had his yeah. own franchise to ruin, apparently. Yeah, like it's his movie, and he's like the least likable character in the cast of the entire movie. Yeah. So yeah. and it, his voice doesn't do him any favors either. Yeah, no. I'll say that it's. Yeah, and I, I want to get into his voice actor later after we get done talking about this movie because we uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this refrigerator falls on him, and I, I did like the the cut scene of this, um, where it goes into you know the, the cartoon animated thing of the um, refrigerator falling on Roger's head, and then changes into real life. But they sort of like I don't know exactly how they did it, but you know had the real life refrigerator with Roger poking through or whatever, and it just yeah. it still looks like it's animated. It's it's a really cool effect. And I thought it was like a nice way to kind of kickstart the movie, uh, give you a good sense of like what's to come. But um, yeah, the director yells cut. Uh, apparently you're basically uh, Roger apparently is screwing up his lines, uh, even though that seems, I don't know. I don't it's a, I guess what else would you call it? But he's supposed to be seeing stars instead. He's got little Tweety birds going over his head. Um, yeah. Baby Herman, you learn is kind of a dirty old man. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, he's just this like yeah. grumpy, like perverted old little baby who smokes cigars. Like, what the hell was wrong with that tank? It's like, well, <laughs> okay, man. It's like he went from this goo 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 
to just this like you know obscenity laden old man basically in a three or like a six month old body it's kind of weird so um <laughs> you know R- roger kind of is begging for a second chance oh you know what one, one thing i did uh i did, I did kind of take note of here is that you know while he's uh you know berating roger they're about the getting his lines wrong again they uh he he yells to basically cut the music so it's weird that i i guess like they're playing a track of the music over the recording of this thing as it's happening rather than like you know matching post-production to yeah. It. Oh, yeah yeah it's it, it's kind of a weird thing because that means like like they really have to time this out and it does explain why you can't just like retake that one part of it i suppose and have it uh like match up because i don't know it's just it's, it's kind of a cool it's kind of a cool little thing but at the same time it's like man that seems like a lot of work it's like wouldn't you just put that in post but you know if you notice um as the as the scene is taking place the cartoon like all of the uh the pratfalls and the violence uh happens like kind of in sync with the soundtrack so Yes, I, I guess that's the reason why they can't just retake that one part. So, I will tell you, I did not think that hard about this. So, I get, but I mean, that is your logic is sound. <laughs> um, that's all I have to say. I guess okay. <laughs> uh, it's uh... so Roger. Yeah, so we'll, we'll move on there. Roger Roger begs for a second chance and says, "Look, I can give you what you want." And he starts smacking his head over <laughs> with a frying I, pan. I did, and just I did like this gag. Can't gag. can't can't yeah. pull it. Still pulling the wrong shit yeah. every time. Yeah, that was like the one time I was like, "Oh, Roger, okay, maybe yeah. he's not so bad." Yeah. And so it's sort of this immediate like, "Ooh, I don't like him too." Oh, okay, maybe he's not going to be so bad. And then it's just like, yeah. Um, Eddie, we're also introduced to Eddie Valiant who pulls a. Uh, a flask out of his gun holster to the great Bob, the great Bob Hoskins. Yeah. Is fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rest in peace. Oh. Uh, also played Mario brothers in, uh, yes. Brothers movie. <laughs> Which was his least favorite movie. Boy, I can't understand why <laughs> that would be. Oh, come on. That's not that bad. No, it's... it's not terrible, but out of everything he's done, that would have been his least favorite. I can understand that. Well, okay. Have you ever seen, it's like the, Oh, what, what's it called? Uh, it, it has a really long title. I'm trying to think of the name. Uh, <laughs> It's like it was the favor of the watch and the very big fish. I've heard, I've heard of it. I've, right. ne- I've not seen it. You're one step ahead of me, John. I've never even heard of that. That is the one with Jeff Goldblum thinking he's Jesus, and then he that tries to walk down. on water and he, and he drowns. <laughs> sounds all right. Joe, you were giving me right. quite the watch <laughs> list of stuff here. No, it's it's not very good. It, it was like we we watched it and it was like uh, it, it's the one where basically Bob Hoskins. Does and, and this sounds a lot more interesting than it actually is because like that that was the reason we watched it in the first place is we heard some of this and it's like man that sounds hilarious. Uh, Bob Hoskins is a like a uh, voice artist for porn movies and he meets this girl and that also does that and then they like kind of start to you know hit it off and stuff and then uh, basically there's this this guy that's like. Uh, played by Jeff Goldblum and he thinks he's Jesus. And then it's kind of like, um, I, I can't remember the rest of the plot, but I just remember at the end, basically he's so delusional and, uh, convinces himself that, uh, he's Jesus. They tries to walk on some like pond and he falls in and dies. So that and Bob Hoskins, you know, doing the voice for a big black guy in a porn movie. So that, you know, was okay. uh, interesting so. interesting choice bob hoskins yeah. okay <laughs> not not what i would expect there so um so uh, it was, i think it was oh, french 
So that that yeah. was probably part yeah. of it too. Yeah, I didn't. I I, I was unaware of that till I was watching the. Uh, well, I I knew he wasn't American, but like listening to him talk after. Uh, oh yeah. The, on the making of stuff, and I was like, wait, wait, wait. That's okay. That's strange. I mean, for everything that he's been picked for role wise, it's like okay, that's golden light. That's man, that's uh, quite the sorry. quite the quite the push there. So anyway, um, Eddie Valiant uh, is basically being asked to come there by R.K. Maroon, who's the head of Maroon Cartoon Studios. Uh, he Rogers keeps screwing up his lines, and it's because Jessica Rabbit is apparently uh, he thinks of stepping out on him or whatever. That's his wife. Uh, now, th- this little scene is kind of interesting because it's got all of, like, Roger Rabbit's, uh, li- or not all of Roger Rabbit's stuff, like, previous work and the posters in the background. You see uh, Herman Sherman's with uh, Roger with yeah, a Hitler right. mustache. Yeah, well, there's actually, when they wanted to do a sequel to this movie, um, it was going to be a prequel set in 41, and it yeah. was kind of like, yeah, how he met Jessica Rabbit, and, and uh, or Jessica, whatever, her, I forget what her actual name, or her original name was, uh, and she gets kidnapped by Nazis and forced to uh, put out pro-Nazi propaganda, and he has, he has to save her from Nazis. Is yeah. The original. And so, yeah, so. The, the, the pun of this is uh, Baby Herman is riding on a tank, a Sherman tank. I just thought it was kind of weird that they put um, a Hitler mustache on Roger. So yeah, I, I, I like Pistol Pack and Possum. That was, that was my favorite. We're gonna we're gonna get to that there in a, in a second. Uh, there's uh, the little engine that could, which man, that's uh, a <laughs> that, that is a thing of the times. That's for sure. So also, I didn't know this, but apparently they they sort of based the plot on uh, a a treatment for a third movie in you know the Chinatown series. But, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> basically okay. it was, yeah. So, uh, that's one of the reasons why it's, it's really pretty different from, uh, the book it was based on. Do we mention that, that this was based on a novel? Well, sort of. No, I mean, well, I mean, it, it, yeah. I, wouldn't I guess we'll get it into it. But, was, yeah. but it was just, yeah. Um, the, it, the original it name or of the novel shared is... the character. Yeah. It shared the characters names pretty much, but then it was kind of different because instead of cartoons as in, you know, animated ones, it was about comic strip characters. Yeah. Yeah, and it was called Who Censored Roger Rabbit, which when I was looking on Amazon, I was like, oh, maybe I'll check out this book. And I was like, what? I was like, what is this? I, was, I thought it was like some some person who was upset over the Roger Rabbit movie getting censored. I'm like, oh, God, really? And I was like, oh, that's the name of the actual book. I'm like, okay, well, that's a, that's a strange strange name. It's like, yeah, whatever. Anyway, um, let me see. So, oh, so uh, the pistol, or, uh, pistol Pack in Possum. The, um, the, I... I I guess this is sort of a nice little thing to like pay attention to because that character is there for a reason. That that is the only non Roger Rabbit uh, poster in that room, and it's there for a reason. Um, I mean, we I, I, at, at this point, if you haven't uh, if you haven't watched this movie and you're planning on it, I would watch it because uh, I guess we're going to spoil some of this stuff here. But my everything I could kind of put together is that uh, Doctor Doctor <laughs> Judge Doom is uh, Pistol Pack and Pete or Possum or whatever the hell his name is. So. Because there's a lot oh. of in- indicators that he is. Okay. So, okay. Because if you notice the gun that he carries and that kills R.K. Maroon later, well, yeah, whatever, uh, is the uh. same long gun that uh, the possum is has there. He's got he's got the the or the beady or the red beady eyes. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Because okay. they they made a point to say, I wonder who he actually was at the end, and they never actually say it. Yeah. Which was, yeah. Uh, and they so. yeah, they, they brush it off very quickly. But anyway, okay. Yeah. So uh, R- so R.K. Maroon basically hires Eddie. Um, to take pictures of uh, Jessica if, if he's uh, or if she's cheating on him or whatever. 
Um, and of course, while this proposal is going, it is made very clear that uh, Eddie has a major drinking problem because he is thirsty as fuck looking at the bourbon in the back. <laughs> so, oh yeah, he's big, big he, look at it. Always drinking in this movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, until until he has his like the end of his character growth segment towards the middle there. So or eh, it's about three quarters away. But anyway, well, there's um, that one joke that uh, Richard uh, Roger uh, says, like where he was like, uh. Uh, I, I couldn't find your office, so I asked this guy, and then I asked that person. They didn't yeah. know, and then it's like, but the liquor store guy, he knew. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's, that's another one of the few Roger Rabbit lines I actually enjoy in this thing. So, yeah. so uh, Eddie's pouring himself a drink, and he, uh, Dumbo flies up and startles the hell out of him. And you kind of see him <laughs> in the parking lot, uh, which also probably indicating Eddie maybe has a little bit of a little bit of a jump scare thing going on because he hasn't been drinking enough maybe this morning. So, <laughs> so Eddie goes down to the lot of the cartoon or maroon cartoon studios and you see a bunch of cameos of like, who's, who's, who's who of this thing or whatever of this world. Um, there is a scene where the ballerina hippo sits down on a bench with a guy mm, and the guy yes, goes yes. flying off and you can clearly see the, uh, the little, the little string pulling him up basically. But there's a good indication that this guy is just dead after this. <laughs> Cause yeah, I mean the guy was pissed at the, at the hippo, like the other, the, the friend or the coworker was very upset with the hippo for murdering, mur- murdering his friend. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I like this, uh, this little section too. All, all the, there's a lot of, a lot of cameos in there. A lot of, like the the dude playing the Sorcerer's Apprentice song for so the brooms will sweep up the the mess is pretty a pretty nice touch. Except Bugs, he, you know I didn't I didn't I didn't notice this um like ever until like I said the whole reason we're doing this is because I uh, heard Tardy to the party talking about it. Um, it's not an actual saxophone. <laughs> if you're listening to it. Like that is not a saxophone. That is like a synthesizer saxophone, basically. It's yeah. If you're listening to it, it's like that. That's okay. That's a weird choice. So it's it's kind of strange that 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 was uh, in all the budget uh, stuff that that's where they cut a corner. There was that. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> you know, it, I don't. It's a very it's a very short moment. So it's uh, I I can understand. Uh, the Bugs Bunny is in a very split in a scene for a very split second. You don't see him again till like towards the end of the movie. Uh, yeah, there's just a lot of a lot of good cameos. I forgot. I did, I had forgotten how how many uh, just actual characters were in this movie. Yeah, and not and not original characters like just just like Disney from Disney to Warner Brothers to Viacom in there too. I think or and uh, all like all that all that fucking shit. Yeah, yeah, I, there I was all, all over this movie. That were Terry yeah, Tunes because they had uh, yeah. I thought Heckle and Jekyll were in there. Yeah, they were. Um, the, yeah, they, they got they got a lot. They, there was a few. They couldn't get Popeye or like Tom and Jerry, um, but they got. Yeah, so supposedly they were even going to get Superman too, uh, yeah. like the Fleischer Superman. So it's just yeah, they just couldn't work it out from legal standpoint or budget. So apparently, uh, the Tom and Jerry people wanted uh, too much money. So. <laughs> I mean, Tom and Jerry is they're they're I mean, they're they're a tier. They're up there with the, with the Looney Tunes. Are they Looney? They're not Looney Tunes, are no, they? They're not. No, they were yeah. uh, uh, yeah. Hanna Barbera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but they're they're up there with them. So <clears throat> and Disney, even though I don't I don't like Disney characters that much, but you know, give them their due. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so um, so from there, Eddie. Uh, and he leaves the lot, uh, goes to get on a trolley, shows the guy the check that he got from Marky Maroon. He's like, what do I look like? A bank and slams the door on him. 
That was a weird. That was a weird scene. I thought that was just a weird moment. I'm just saying, like, I got this. Can I get on this trolley? I got this check. Yeah. Can I get on? Uh, No, dude. Where else would that work? You can't go to a grocery store and be like, "Hey, here's my paycheck stub. I'll pay you later." I guess. Don't work like that, man. So, um, so he basically sketches a ride on with uh, with some kids on the back of the trolley. The kid. And a nice little thing of like setting up a, a plot device, uh, you know, says, hey, mister, ain't you got a car? And he says, you know, we've got the best public transit system in, in the world. Why do which is a car? Which is, so. which is a bold, which is a bold based lie. <laughs> the L.A. transit system is terrible. Well, it is now. It used to be really good. So yeah. New York's is way better. Well, it's, 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 it's underground. That's a big that's a big factor into why it's better. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, so so he pulls up. Uh, debates going to the uh, going to the station, but it said ends or or you know when he pulls up to the station instead of uh, oh and, and the kids give him cigarettes. I how hard on your luck are you that these like little street rat kids are giving you cigarettes? It's a different time. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So he gets off. Is gonna go to uh, he's gonna go to his office. Gets bills uh, that he just throws in the trash and then sees his favorite bar and instead goes to the bar. Once again, yeah, Eddie's got a drinking problem, and they really hammer this point home um, over and over again in this movie. So he goes up uh, upstairs to get a drink. Dolores tells him he needs it. Uh, the bartender Dolores tells him he needs to uh, pay his tab, basically, uh, or not pay yeah. his tab, but uh, apparently borrowed about a hundred dollars out of the till. Yeah, yeah, yeah borrowed a hundred dollars because uh, tomorrow is Friday, and uh, you know what Friday is? It's the day my boss counts the tills. So it's like, ooh, bleh, okay. Um, shows him the check, asks if it's real. Say, so check out the, uh, you know, check out the name on it, and yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, kind of developing Dolores and uh, Eddie's relationship there. That Eddie's down on his luck, but Dolores is still standing by him for some ungodly reason or whatever. So, <laughs> um, one of my uh, like one of the one of the guys I really liked in this thing, it just this like you know, looks like he was already four sheets to the wind. Uh, blue collar schlub kind of walks in, and starts giving Eddie grief or whatever. Uh, tells him he's got a or, you know tells him he's got a gig, you know doing for tunes or whatever. And he how did he put it? Uh, he was um, he's like oh what is it? I uh, oh I know little Bo Peep lost a sheep and you're gonna help her find him. Is, am I right? And then he. Uh, and he kicks out the bar stool from underneath him, slams his chin onto the bar, and is holding him down. I'm surprised there. the like, dude didn't bite his fucking tongue off when he did that. Uh, yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, man, this is yeah. That was that was some, that was, uh, that was some violent work there. And then he uh, sits yeah. there and tells him, uh, "It's like I don't work for tunes." And then he sh- like just crams the hard boiled egg into his mouth <laughs> or the devil. Yeah, or whatever and then and storms off and like, what's his problem? And he's like. It's tune, tune killed his brother, dropped yep. a piano on his head, and I, I laughed at that line. I forgot about that whole part of his backstory. And, that was, and I do like that, like everyone at the yeah. bar kind of like is like like really interested when they said tune killed his brother and then dropped the piano on his head, and they just turn around like kind of un, like uninterested yeah. at that point, like just indicating that tunes killing people seems to be a pretty common occurrence. <laughs> dropped a piano on his. It's head. like, oh, was that all? Okay, so. <laughs> it was. Oh my god! And it's just the—it's just how stone-faced she says it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, it's a way—it's a hell of a way to go. Yeah, and and, and I, I will say this: um, she she does a hell of a job in this movie. Like her, her and uh, um, you know Eddie are just like two like characters who I, I do a very good job of selling the world and everything that's in it there. So. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they they feel like they belong there, and uh, it yeah they do they are a big key into why most of this movie mostly works. Yeah. So. Okay, so uh, Eddie goes to go uh, 
track down Jessica Rabbit, goes to the Ink and Paint Club, uh, where she performs. Um, you know, there's the big gorilla. Uh, yes. Bouncer, which gorilla. is great. Uh, Ask for the password, which is Walt sent me. And man, on the IMDb uh, trivia page, it says this is a reference to Walt Disney. If you did not get that, man, just go jump off a bridge. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh, I'm surprised they kept that Disney. in the... They actually, they kept that in the Game Boy game. And uh, yeah. I think in the NES game, too. Uh, so... Yeah, I, I remember that in the Game Boy game. The NES game, not so much because, boy, I, I could not. I, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. I but, thought I'd about Walt Whitman the entire time. Man, <laughs> I, my whole world's turned upside down now. <laughs> so as he walks in, um, he sees the tunes, uh, you know, they're all working there, but there are no, there's no tunes in the, uh, yeah, as, as customers in here. Uh, and this gets to probably my favorite thing in the movie is Donald Duck and Daffy Duck doing dueling That's a, it's, pianos. It's a good. It's a good scene. I I, <laughs> so, I adore this thing. I because yeah. I, I love Daffy and I love Donald and these. This is uh, Donald who Donald. is a very sweet guy <laughs> until until he flies off the handle and turns into a raging PSD like anger fueled lunatic and Daffy Duck who is just like out of his goddamn gourd insane. So yeah, yeah, and uh, it. They just go back and forth for a very long time of basically murdering each other. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah. And uh, it climaxes with a uh, Daffy or uh, with with uh, Donald getting slammed into the piano and then pulling out a uh, a cannon to blow Daffy's head off. Blows yes. a hole in the piano and then two hooks basically drag them off stage. And man, what the hell are those hooks made out of? That they can drag off two pianos. <laughs> you know, it's uh, they're tune, stage they're magic. Tune, they're tune hooks, yeah. I guess. But magic of the theater. Yeah. Uh, I like I like the bar quite a bit. I like the penguin uh, waiters. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's I forget where they're actually from. They're, cause it, um, yeah, they're from something. I just don't remember where yeah. they're. So uh, I like the on the rocks joke. I wish they hadn't have like had him say and I mean and I mean ice. I wish they would have just brought him uh, the, the glass with the rocks in it. To, I think the joke would have landed a little better. I think that but, was probably for kids, like because we wouldn't have understood that as children you know probably that's fair that's fair yeah so, i guess i mean but, this is uh, it's this yeah. movie is weirdly aimed at kids and also this movie is not for kids so oh, it's a lot of as blatant alcoholism a lot of sex jokes well uh, it, it also kind of well you know actually uh i was gonna say it kind of sells it that you know they would be likely if you don't specify it they would be likely to do that because that's cartoon logic but then like you said like that's something that people should have figured out you know uh, inferred. So yeah, you know, was, I didn't even think about the cartoon logic aspect of it. So that's a good point too. Yeah, it's um. See, you talk. You, Betty Boop's here. She has a cameo. There's a good, there's a yeah. good line about uh, colored car. Uh, ever since cartoons went color, it's been hard to get work. Um, which is, oh, it's a it's a weird uh, it's weird to think about. Also, the just the idea of how how cartoons come to be in that world and how all that works is kind of strange. Yeah, but, like uh, where like, yeah, w- yeah. where was the like the existing point for them like when did they yeah. come to life and like how far back does it go it, it's yeah. weird to think about so and i guess it's something you're not really supposed to think about think about yeah so. yeah but it's but uh yeah so and then yeah the jessica, the jessica rabbit scene yeah oh uh, well, well don't forget he this is the first time he runs into marvin acme marvin acme just oh, shoots yes. him with uh yeah. disappearing ink uh you know <laughs> well, could you what, what would like... you do what would you do if somebody just shot like ink all over your shirt i mean i, I would, would, I would pummel, that, this, I would pummel yeah. this son of a bitch well, it's, it happened out of nowhere too because they haven't really introduced that character at all it's just this weird random old man who just yeah. sprays ink on him and it's like what the fuck yeah uh 
and, and you and, think like, oh sure, like maybe a tune gets away with it because they're tunes and just what they do. But it's like you just got this like 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 dopey kind of looking old man just shooting you with ink. And you're like, what the hell? And you're like, oh don't worry about it, it's disappearing ink. See, and it sort of disappears. <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, it was it was a weird moment because it, I, I don't know. It just it seemed like it happened really fast. Like there was no like setup for that guy being an, an important character in any way or any form or fashion. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's a Warren Acme head of Acme Corp or and owner of Toontown at this point in time, yeah, right? Yeah, Mar- yeah, yeah. Marvin Acme yeah. owns owns Toontown. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's yeah, yeah it's, it's a weird thing, and uh, you know, of course he's the you know all of the Acme Supply Co things that you see Wiley e. Coyote uh, trying to kill uh, uh, the yeah. Roadrunner with, so. I've always liked the Acme thing, how they use that to like they don't have to use brands and anything, they just name it all Acme. Yeah. Um, basically that, he basically he's the Amazon yeah. of the era. Yeah. It's uh it, I, I don't know. I've always I've always liked the Acme joke that everything is just Acme that everything in that universe is just Acme. Yeah. And it's just a mega mega corporation that owns everything. But uh yeah, all right, and now now we're onto the Jessica Rabbit scene where this probably uh probably hit a lot of a sexual awakening for a lot of young men when they first saw this. <laughs> Like, what the hell is that? Uh, looking at it now as an adult, she's a little freaky looking. Yeah, she's her proportions are very like even even more extreme than a Barbie Barbie proportions are. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's weird. Also, the animation is is gotten a little more stilted over time, I and mean, it doesn't it stands out even more against like the the. I mean, that, that's just you know it's product product of its time at this point. But uh, this is the first time the animation like the. Uh, like the it showed its age for me like mm-hmm. really hardcore this, this scene um just looked her moving looked weird the entire time uh i think i think some of it has to do with i, I don't know like her walking down the uh the stage has or they had the body double but for a lot of the uh stuff where she's interacting with people they had to have a person doing that stuff and then basically drawing over her so she the her proportions change during this scene quite a bit based on you know how she's uh interacting with the people in in there it, it's weird it's like so if there's if she's not interacting with somebody her proportions are like you know what they're sketched out to be and then they just sort of draw her to fit the scene when they're doing that stuff so it's like it's kind of a weird like i don't know it, it's a strange thing and then um something i didn't notice at the very end of this where she starts flirting with eddie or whatever and the very last thing, uh, just before she says, um, you know, like like some other men, and then she walks off, and you just hear this guy in the background just, oh, <laughs> very clearly, uh, we'll say, uh, finishing off something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I I don't know if you caught that one, John, but I, uh, I didn't. I mean, it was I. It was like. It's a very short performance, to be to be totally honest. Yeah. <laughs> it was, she, came, she came out, did like a pretty short song, and walked back. Yeah, did about forty-five seconds of a, of a song. <laughs> that there is a yeah. full version of this song on the soundtrack if you look at it. So it's kind of weird. Can't imagine. But anyway, yeah, it's uh, it, th- that just kind of had me laughing there because I was, I was I was waiting for it to happen um, because they had pointed out it's already the party, and I just as soon as it hit, I just like oh my god, it's just I it's missed very, it. It's this very clear just. Oh, it's like, yeah. Like, All right, guys, that's cool. 
Uh, man, yeah, I, I, I don't know. This whole thing of Jessica Rabbit thing was just weird. But seeing the um, the sparkling dress was a nice effect, except they never do it again. So I'm, it's like I'm wondering if there's. It, it was very expensive. It, it was very expensive for them to do it. Oh, yeah, it was no. really hard to animate. Yeah, no, and that's what. Yeah, that they, they. I specifically read that it was very hard to animate that, and uh, that's why it's never used again. I'm wondering yeah. if, like, in, if there's some sort of like logic thing in the world where maybe she has some sort of like thing that goes over it, and that's why it sparkles or whatever. But I don't know, special lighting. I don't know. So uh, they're cartoons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the logic. They're yeah. cartoons. Yeah. yeah. Um. So uh, Eddie goes and tries to sneak a, a peek at Jessica there see what's going on and uh is looking through the keyhole the gorilla throws him out uh very yeah. very angrily except this sets up uh eddie exactly where he needs to be so uh except eddie's thing of like where he scratches his armpit and goes ooga booga it's like it's... yeah that really stuck out i was like why did he why don't i don't get it it's, yeah, it was... it's like what are you trying it's like i get it it's sort of one of those things where like you know somebody who clearly just destroy you physically Walks off yeah. and, you, and you go, yeah, that's right. Fuck you. Fuck you. That's right. And as soon as the guy turns around, what? Nothing. Sorry, sir. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh, that, that reminded me of the line earlier when they walked by. I goes, nice monkey suit. Oh, yeah. Smart ass. Yeah. <laughs> it was a. Uh, it's also, it, it, yeah. it's very, I think it's the first time they curse in this thing. Yeah, they do curse. It was, uh, but yeah, you're right. He, and he, but yes, he did, he does get thrown out right where he needs to be thrown out to, uh, so, which is, you know, convenient. Uh, I guess we haven't really talked about this. is basically a, a noir comedy, and I think they do a really good job of the whole the whole like uh, comic take on noir. And they get thrown out to this like foggy back alley just to uh, yeah, snoop on them. Trash bags yeah. just flung yeah. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it, it's got a good look. Yeah, and so then uh, you know you hear Marvin Acme pleading Jessica to uh, oh come on. You know, come on, do it with me. Do it with me. I got everything we have or need on the bed right here. And it's like, okay. It's like, you have a bed in your dressing room? But it's a hell of a thing. And then um, she's saying, no, not tonight. I have a headache. And then turns into, uh, you just hear these noises. And, it, man, it for, if you didn't know any better, uh, you, especially as an adult and sort of knowing these things, it's like, they were, it, it really does sound like they're having sex. And then it. Yeah, it's like yeah. you just have I mean, that rhythmic noise going. <laughs> just yeah, it's kind of it's all it's all explained away though, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh... it's cut to the next scene. It shows Roger crying his eyes out, and it's uh, him literally, or it's you see, you find out it's the two of them literally playing patty cake with each other. Which <laughs> she has a bunch of pictures of them playing patty cake <laughs> yeah. together. Which I do like. <laughs> I, I do like that the pictures are so close together that when Roger's flipping through them very quickly, yeah. he it, it actually sets it's... them in motion. Yeah, it's a good flip. It's like a flip book. It's really, it's a, it's a good gag too. There are, there are some pretty solid gags in this movie that hold up pretty well. Um, but yeah, this scene also just highlights how much Roger sucks. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. I uh, just, yeah, he's, he's obnoxious and just blubbering everywhere. It blows his nose, which I thought was kind of like one of the cooler like effect things there. Just, just so nonchalantly, sort of like he hands him a dry, uh, you know, uh, handkerchief. He blows his nose and it's just sopping wet. And then Eddie, you know, gives uh, Maroon a trash can and just kind of plops into the trash yeah. can. Yeah. That was a nice little effect of like, you know, like it's not something I don't think you would have noticed if it uh, if they didn't do it. But it's something that like having gone that extra mile uh, was something I think is kind of key to this movie where they did go the extra mile with a lot of stuff and did it where they could. So, yeah. Um, 
Maroon offers Roger a drink. He just goes ballistic. Turns yeah, into- it was. This is weird. <laughs> this is a weird. It was weird too. There was not a lot of build up to this. No, and, uh, and it's largely yeah. just a setup for something that happens later in the movie. But yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's... he, yeah, like just goes off like a, like like what are those like work whistles or whatever that you see yeah. in the, like older cartoons and just like breaks wit or breaks glass and everything in there. And I think yeah. they they show the. Uh, uh, the pistol pack and possum one more time. It's, yeah. I, I, they keep they keep showing that, and that's why that's why I think Doctor Doom is uh, or Doctor Doom. I'm gonna uh, keep calling him Doctor Doom. Uh, yeah. We'll just call him Doom. We'll just call him Doom. Doom, uh, Doom is is that is that cartoon character? Yeah, so. I, I like your theory. I also just like saying pistol pack and possum. It's fun to say. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's a good poster too. But I have, yeah, a, hard, I have just... a hard time. Oh, go ahead, Joe. Sorry. Oh, it was me. But oh, okay. I, um. Yeah, this the whole like whistle thing is really it's a really weird reaction to alcohol. I get it, it's a cartoon, but I feel like I've ne- I've never seen something like that happen in a cartoon before when when drinking. Yeah. Uh, and he doesn't like get drunk, right? He doesn't like no, afterwards. No, he's, he just he's has fine. A, yeah, he just yeah. has a, an explosion of of whatever that is. So, um, <laughs> anyway, Roger Roger doesn't want to find another woman and runs out of the. Um, yeah. runs out of the office saying he's gonna he's gonna make her love her love him again or whatever and forgives her or whatever and leaves a like yeah <laughs> a a hole in the window and the um and the blinds of, yeah the shape's perfectly yeah. shaped like yeah. him with his bow tie and everything so yeah yeah classic cartoon stuff yeah. then it sets up uh roger crying in the or crying in the back of uh the maroon studios uh, let's see. Eddie Eddie goes back to the office, starts develop or sh- is looking through the pictures of him and Dolores on vacation, and he kind of gets you know looks like he's happy for a second, and then uh, finds a picture of his brother from the vacation, and gets very very sad. Yeah. And then drinks himself to sleep, which is also yeah, very very sad. Because they they were detectives together, and like the other half of the desk is like untouched, and it's all his old his brother's old stuff, and it's all dusty and yeah. whatnot. He hasn't been touched in so long. This is a nice. This is kind of a nice scene here. Um, just before or uh, Eddie gets woken up, um, it shows sort of like the history of everything that happened before. Um, you know, implying that Eddie and his brother worked at the circus. Um, yeah, the, the dad is like the ring. Like the, their dad was like Barnum or Peak, because uh, it, it says it says like uh, their father is like the head of the Ringling Circus. Yeah. Um. So I guess P.T. Barnum is their dad. It, or, yeah. There's there's a lot of weird implications yeah. here. Yeah. It shows uh them graduating uh, the police academy, and you know and it's got clowns. them in with clown makeup on, making silly faces while the rest of the guys are you know very stoic and serious looking. So it's kind of kind of a weird thing. And then. Uh, uh, two flatfoots and a floozy open detective agency. It's like, man, that's <laughs> yeah. that's, that's kind of that's kind of mean to say to poor Dolores. Like, what does she do to deserve that? Yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, then somebody, uh, somebody, somebody walks in, throws the trash or throws Eddie's bottle of uh, wild turkey into uh, the trash can, wakes him up, and it turns out to be like his old his old lieutenant from when he was on the police force. Um, basically tells him there's a murder. And that Roger's the main suspect. They go down to go check it out, and this this leads into probably one of the most horrifying scenes in this movie. Um, oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, there's. I do. Before we get to that, I guess this is the the warehouse is pretty is is fun. The Acme warehouse is all the different shit that they have in there, like the hole in the wall stuff. Um, the mallet with the boxing glove. I enjoyed. I enjoyed all that all that stuff, and it's it's obvious foreshadowing mm-hmm. uh, for later in the movie. 
but uh, that's that stuff was fun at least before we get to the next part of this yeah scene. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh this is the part yeah. where uh, man acme is there i mean I, I understand they couldn't put the blood there but man his head is just gone i mean oh yeah it's wow it, it, yeah, I mean, they, they show the <laughs> the outline of where he got and with the piano, like, over the head part of the outline. <laughs> and uh, I like that they drew the... They kept trying to draw the head there, too, afterwards. Yeah. Uh, it's like, what was uh, left like, of it, I suppose? But yeah, the, when they carved his body away, like, they they don't super make it obvious, but if you look, you can totally tell that the head is smashed. Yeah, that, and, that thing uh, is just, uh, yeah, just a, a, a pile of goo. Yeah. And great. It's uh, oh, yeah, it wasn't a piano it was safe. They dropped yeah. a safe on his head. Yeah, yeah I, I, I figured I wasn't going to correct you on the semantics yeah, of it. it my was, bad. You know, yeah, it's all good. No worries. Yeah. Anyway, um, so uh, one of the, one of one of the people bringing him out trips. Uh, let's loose these shoes. Uh, this box of shoes of cartoon shoes. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, man. I okay. Oh, that. Oh, well, yeah, that part. Yeah, yes. we're, we're we're getting to it. Drops the hand buzzer, and this is where uh, Eddie goes to pick it up because guess he's thinking it might be important or something and um then he's his hand is stopped by a cane and it turns out uh here's here's the in- introduction to uh, christopher lloyd as a judge doom so <laughs> a judge doom yeah. it's like well it's I, I think this is the bad guy yeah <laughs> it's it's like, a... gee, I, I wonder and yeah. Uh, th- th- yeah there's a there's a cool thing kind of throughout the movie of like there's always like wind blowing through his uh what would you call that the little it's like trying... thing on his shoulders Oh, uh, uh, some sort of lapel, I guess. Is it? Okay, I don't know. Yeah, but, um, yeah just as, there's always kind of wind blowing through uh, Doctor. Also, also a fun fact about uh, Mr. about Judge Doom is uh, Christopher Lloyd made it a point to never blink in any of the scenes he filmed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Boy, did he not blink? <laughs> yeah, yeah, which really adds to the character. It's uh, I love Christopher Lloyd. I think he does a very good job as Judge Doom. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. and it makes sense uh, later on. Yeah. I, you know, I, I was, yes, yeah. Yes. Yes. It does. It does make too. sense later on. It's uh, it's very it, it's very fitting for the character. Uh, they were they were gonna have a uh, cartoon vulture on his shoulder too, but they it was they deemed it too expensive and yeah. hard to animate. Yeah. Uh, for the, for the entire, for an entire movie. And I, and one of the guys in part of the party brought up that it uh, it should have been like that. It's like I would that, that guy just would have been a nice like contrast to, to do. He's a good. That's a good character. Oh, too. I, love I love that guy. Yeah, it's like he's yeah. one of those like things I forget he exists until somebody brings him up. I'm like, oh, it's I love like, that guy. It's like when Droopy Dog shows up later and on in this movie. I appreciate Droopy <laughs> Dog. Floor, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's. Uh... <laughs> So um, yeah, this is yeah this is uh this 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 is a traumatic well, scene here. <laughs> well, well, first uh, the Tomb Patrol shows up. It's his uh, right hand men, uh, and I they're my favorite people, the characters in this movie. I love the stupid ass. We- I love the dipshit weasel yeah. crew. Uh, their names are like smartass, psycho, sleazy, and stupid, stupid. and yeah, one uh, something else. There's five of them, <laughs> and uh, they are just a bunch of dipshits, a merry band of dipshits, if you will. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> something we haven't brought up in a while, but okay. Um, yeah, so Doctor Doom talks about reigning in the insanity from Toontown, and to show he means business, he opens up a uh, a barrel of what he calls dip. It is like turpentine and a mixture of other things, uh, and this little little whatever little uh, cartoon shoes like is like nuzzling on on Doom, like trying to be cute and affectionate, and he grabs him and then just straight up murders him. Yeah, does. Just immediately, like immediately, just is like, well, I'm gonna, well, to make my point, it's called, and the stuff is called the dip, and it's like, 
turpentine uh and a few other things yeah, yeah you know to, to wash yeah. to wash away uh pain and whatnot so yeah just slowly puts the puts rubber glove on and just slowly dips this shoe yeah into doesn't even like concoction. just throw him in there to end yeah. it very quickly no he 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 prolongs this as long as he can this poor little shoe is just it, it's a cute little thing and it's just sitting there like basically screaming yeah because it's, it's good uh, and the effect of like after he dunked the whole thing in there and pulls his arm out, it's like just blood red. It's like yeah, ugh. like it's ugh. red all over his glove, and it's just like Jesus. Yeah. I wish they would have uh, shown the other shoe's reaction to this, honestly, yeah. just to to really really make the, drive the scene home. It's oh, just yeah. as awful. Yeah, it's, yeah, really, uh, really give us fucking issues having watched yeah. this as kids. It's and then like, the weasels are of course all laughing in the background while this mm-hmm. is happening. Um, God damn, it's 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 a really fucked up scene for for a supposed kids movie. Yeah. It's uh, it, oh boy. So okay, well, he so, just flat out oh. tortured it too. Like that was the thing. Like he he slowly like he basically like held it to where it wasn't going to kill it, and then he dropped it. Yeah, in, but yeah, and it and the shoe literally didn't do anything. It did <laughs> it was, nothing. Yeah, yeah, it was trying to be yeah. friendly. Is all. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like even like one of those like joke where there's something like bumps into the bad guy in accident and uh then they then he gets mad at it no it just it was just there and he, he's like well i gotta dip something today yeah i can't like, if i can't dip the rabbit i gotta dip something it's like well uh, I, I, it's like well i was making a point and i guess this will allow me to make my point yes yeah and everyone else just watched it was it was like all right and granted, just, to the to the uh credit of some of the uh cops watching it they did turn away like oh you know like not comfortable seeing it, but I guess like human laws don't really pertain to cartoons. I guess so. not. Because <laughs> it's like you'd think like somebody would be like, hey, 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 what the fuck is wrong with you? You're a judge you're committing murder. Yeah, that's murder. <laughs> well, yeah. You aren't you aren't even judge and jury right now. You're just executioner. You just yeah. picked that dude up and murdered him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's also playing detective too. It's kind of weird. Yes. It's, yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. so it's like you're on a crime scene, and okay, and you've already made up your mind as to who's guilty, so that's, okay. Anyway, um, yeah, let's, 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 get a, let's get this thing on the road here. Uh, Baby Herman, or Eddie Valiant goes back and sees Baby Herman, uh, well, no, he sees Baby Herman's caretaker, uh, her ass, I suppose, as it's just yeah. bending down, man, that's a, that's a scene. Um, Are you talking about the one that was censored? It was censored? Yes, because uh, in the original he uh, shoved a finger in. No, no, that, this is a. That oh, you're, was, oh wait, no, 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 that was at the that, beginning, right? Yeah, yeah. at the beginning yeah. when he walks through that girl's legs uh, and he's like, "Oh, excuse me, toots or whatever." Like, yeah, yeah it, there was a. He had his finger up and he was drooling after he walks out. They think they censored that. I think. Um, so yeah, no, this is a different scene. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, he. This is this is where he's in the yeah. baby carriage and. Uh, She's got this caretaker, and she's, like, bent over, like, swinging the rattle in front of his face, basically, or whatever. Yeah. She, um, she bends over multiple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she, she's just <laughs> in this for eye candy, apparently, for this yeah. scene, so. And uh, he, sees, he sees her going down to, like, give, the, give a baby a cigarette, because he doesn't know that it's uh, baby Herman yet. And, uh, or a cigar or whatever. Oh, that's right. He's going to light, yeah. light a cigar. Okay, yeah, I forgot about yeah. that, so. Yeah, he's like, whoa, we can't be doing that. No, yeah, it's ba- like, oh, it's Baby Herman. Yeah. Okay, my bad. Yeah. He's, so, a 50, uh, ba- he's a 50-year-old oh, lust with a 3-year-old dinky, as mm-hmm. he so affectionately says. 
I think they had edited that um, in like some of the original home releases of this. Like they had changed the line and then uh, brought it back for like later releases, like we've all watched now. So um, basically, Herman tells him like, "Hey, I know Roger didn't do this. Uh, you know, Marvin Acme said he was going to give Toontown to the Tunes, and uh, you know, gave us a solemn oath. Like, like that should mean anything, but anyway." Um, yeah, and says, hey, since you got Roger into this mess, I thought maybe I'd uh, I'd hire you to get, get you out of this, or get him out of this. And, you know, he does his famous, like, I don't work for tunes, and, you know, kicks his stroller yeah. down and, or, you yeah. know, out of the way, and just, yeah. Uh, man, I don't know. It, it's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> This 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 uh, scene by scene thing brings up a good point. It's not child abuse if the child is a middle aged cartoon. <laughs> yes, you're right. It's not if he's a weird middle aged cartoon. So Eddie puts down a glass uh, to pour himself a drink, and it just happens to have put it on uh, Marvin Acme's pocket in a picture on a newspaper. And hey, look look what's in the pocket. It's the will. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Yeah, it was just, just like, like last will and testaments in his pocket. Yeah, just hanging out there, not not in a safety <laughs> deposit box or not with your lawyer. No, just in your pocket. Because like, okay. you can barely clearly see the last will and testament on it. It's uh, that was a really good dumb joke. Yep. Uh, All right, Eddie's had enough of his day. Uh, pulls pulls down the uh, Murphy bed to go to bed, and Roger's in there. Roger, <laughs> um, yeah. Roger, uh, Ro- uh, you know, is you know vehemently denies that he did anything. Um, uh, Eddie just wants to throw him out. Uh, yeah, it, Roger. One of the one of the nice gags I kind of like in this is Roger gets offended by it and walks out and, and is like, "I'll just leave" or something to that effect. And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Eddie's just like, "That's the closet." Yeah, <laughs> and uh, hides in his clothes and I forget what he's holding. Eddie he Elliot, you're under arrest. Yeah, he handcuff- and he handcuffs them together. <laughs> and then he just says the the thing or whatever that just it's so kind of grating we'll say yeah yes yeah yeah grating so he um yeah so so this turns into a long gag and then the weasels come in um or start knocking on the door looking for roger uh roger uh begs eddie to hide him and he says why should i hide you they're only looking for the rabbit you know um the weasels knock a few times and then just machine gun the uh, the door handle off. So they can get <laughs> yeah, office, which is Tommy nice, gun. Yeah, nice subtle way of getting in. in. And they use they're using actual like people guns. They yeah. aren't cartoon guns. Yeah, yeah. So. They're they're serious here. Uh, so they go in. Um, Eddie's uh, doing laundry. It looks like yeah, in the sink doing <laughs> yeah. laundry in the sink. Yeah. Hey, I mean you know his his you gotta do you gotta do. Also his home. So it's also 1947. Yeah. So it's uh, uh, so, he's, so he's doing the laundry. Um, hey boys, didn't hear you come in. And they kind of go through this exchange where uh, Eddie's hiding Roger underneath or in the sink, and uh, the 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 lead weasel asks him like, "What you got there?" And he pulls out his uh, his unmentionables. I forget what he calls them exactly. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't remember either. Uh, didn't he say like? Hey, let me see. I, th- I, th- I swear he said like his negligee or something like that. Like something to just be kind of funny about it. But anyway, I don't. I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I just remember thinking it was like kind of a funny line that he said it. But anyway, um, the, the the weasels end up leaving after he shoves some soap in his mouth, and they start laughing, and it kind of sets up something later that like you know it's like you're gonna die laughing if you keep they laughing. Set, they set that up a lot in the yeah, movie. Yeah, like a, multiple times. 
but yeah, just it's just all those dipshits going through the house, going through his house, and uh, then they then they leave, and also Roger repeatedly coming out of the out of the sink to breathe, and just uh, barely miss getting it, caught. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> uh, the weasels are dumbasses. So it luckily lucky them, uh, but yeah, they eventually leave. And then they, uh, looking for a safer place to hide Roger, they go over, you know, across the street to Dolores' bar. Yeah, that seems like a, a place they would never check, your girlfriend's bar. <laughs> across the street. Yep, yeah. <laughs> it's like, they probably were already there, honestly, if they yeah. weren't, they weren't the dumbass weasels, they probably would have been there already. Yeah, yeah. Any, yeah. anybody, any, any sort of detective would have, with half a brain would have sat there through there. Anyway, um, moving on, he... Um, he goes to, he goes to the back room, which is like a, like a speakeasy type thing. Um, and goes to hacksaw or grabs a hacksaw and goes to saw off the handcuffs and tells Roger to stop moving. And Roger pulls his handcuffs or pulls himself out of the handcuffs to hold the box for moving. And he's like, you telling me you could have done that anytime. It's like, not anytime, just when it was funny. And then he does this <laughs> stupid little <laughs> thing or whatever, then runs off because he realized he, he, he pissed, pissed Eddie yeah. off really it was good. Like, it was a good joke because I, I literally thought like, why didn't you just take his hand out of the thing? I bet he could. And uh, it's a good joke. It's a good joke. It's I don't a, know about good joke, but I, I, it's a it's a yeah. classic. It's a classic yeah. joke. I didn't, I didn't really get, I didn't, I didn't really enjoy it much. It just made me annoyed at Roger even more. So, but anyway, um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Doo, doo, doo. Eddie ends up going back to his office. Is uh, this scene makes more sense if you know the deleted scene, um, but. There is a toilet flushing, and then it very clearly Eddie having gotten out of the shower. So yeah. I, I guess he's one of those guys that uh, needs to uh, take a shower after every uh, after every uh, major transaction. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe he couldn't afford toilet paper. Um, so he's coming out, and uh, man, you see, uh, he's always got an undershirt on. That's for sure. Uh, more of a fur coat, I suppose. Yeah. Yes, he's. Uh... It's a hairy man. Yeah, I, I you know, as, as a guy who's a, who's a pretty hairy guy himself, I even I was like, oh wow, wow man, you, right. you know, you could at least tame the back <laughs> hair up a little bit, buddy. <laughs> He's like, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Jessica says that she didn't do it, or yeah, Jessica's in the office says uh, she didn't do it, and you know, she's not bad. She's just drawn that way, which you know, yeah, they, yeah, that, that was a pretty well advertised line from the movie, basically. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Dolores walks in, uh, as Eddie's, uh, pants fall around his ankles and said, Oh, you're in the watercolors now, huh? <laughs> I thought was a pretty good line. Like I said, Dolores, I think is kind of like the, 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 uh, unsung hero of this movie. She's got some pretty great lines in this thing. It was a pretty great character, I think, for somebody who doesn't get much screen time. But, um, he's like, no, no, you don't understand. And, uh, he goes, to bend down to pick his pants up and then just hits Jessica Rabbit's boobs and they just bounce everywhere. And it does that nice, uh, like, uh, drum boing yeah, thing. Yeah, it into them, so. yeah, That was a nice little sound effect. Um, apparently, um, that was another one of those IMDb trivia things I looked up. Um, the reason why Jessica Rabbit's boobs uh, seem to bounce so, or their, their bounce seems to be so, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like, obvious i suppose is because they did it the opposite way they should work so when they should be bouncing up they bounce down so they bounce <laughs> up to start and then they go down 
So it's kind of this weird, yeah, it is weird, like, thing of just, like, to draw attention to the more is, I think, the reasoning about, or was the reasoning behind it. So it was just like, that's a, that was a strange choice. So, um, let's see. Oh, and then uh, Jessica says it. Yeah, one thing I forgot to say: Jessica for or Jessica was forced to uh, do the uh, do the pictures. Otherwise, she wouldn't let uh, Roger, uh, or he wouldn't let Roger work in this town again. And yeah, I said, I would do anything for my husband. And it gets yeah. right up in his face. Anything. <laughs> it's like, no. Yeah, yeah. Just straight up implying, hey, if you can get my husband out of this, I will. Uh, I will let you do things to me. It's like, okay, that's kind of horrifying to think about. So. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they head back over to the bar, and Roger is uh, performing instead of hiding like he's supposed to be. Yeah. And uh, just starts smacking plates against his head to just for just for laughs or whatever. He grabs the or he, yeah, and he grabs Roger, throws him in the back, and like you know what are you doing? You're supposed to be hiding. Uh, you know what if they you know these guys come turn you in or whatever? And then the you know the the weasels and and uh, Judge Doom show up again, and so they go to the back and hide. And, you know, saying that, oh, you know, I know there's a rabbit in here. I can, or, you know, I know there's a rabbit in here. Um, sees the, uh, the song that's playing or that's on the, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, uh, on the record player, it's merry-go-round, yeah. uh, broke down, uh, you know, only a tune would find that interesting, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Yeah. It's like, it seems like an interesting choice for a bunch of drunkards, basically yeah. is what he says. Yeah. Um, and then Roger, uh, or, oh, and then, uh, Doom starts, uh getting close to it and uh, smells smells the record and smells Roger on it which is weird weird he's a he's a master of his craft I so he's, what, he's a master track yeah master tracker um <laughs> he's a possum remember true he uh and then uh the, the weasels asked if they want to uh I forget the exact wording or the exact word they screwed up because the uh, the joke is with uh, the main weasel he always gets words wrong so yeah uh he <sighs> I mean, he, there's a few in this thing. He does, he does it all the time. It's, yeah. Uh, the thing about prostate or probate. No, that's Roger in the background or later. Oh, okay. Yeah. That oh, was, wait, 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 yeah, yeah. That, 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 that was a nice gag I missed too. That was uh, Joe. Joe, do you want to? Do you remember? Do you remember it well enough to explain it? Or I don't remember the spe- uh, specific thing. He was like, "Oh, my my uncle had to." They were t- uh, Dolores was having to get something from the probate and um, he says, "Oh, my my grandfather had problems with his, you know." Uh, probate, he had to take these big pills and then, you know, he's like, that's prostate, you idiot, you know, so. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, you, yeah you, you basically nailed that one. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that was a good joke. I forgot about that one, so. Um, and then uh, Doom uh, tells tells the weasel, no, no need to tear up the place. Uh, we'll, no no tune can resist uh, shaving a haircut and he starts knocking on the, yeah. knocking da, on the da, thing. Da, da, da. <laughs> yeah. Which, which was very formative in the way I knock. I, I that is how I knock every time. I, I I picked it up from that movie, and I to this day still do it. Like I will still go to a door and knock on it with that. So half expecting uh, deep down in my subconscious, half expecting Roger Rabbit to bust out and go two bits. Yeah. And it's choked. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the block noise as he uh, as he grabs. Yeah, it's, it, it's, so. it's a good it's a good sound. Um, he's gonna put him in the dip. Um. And Eddie basically stalls by saying, "Hey, why don't you give the rabbit a last request? Um, let him have a drink." And then it does the uh, the old uh, Bugs Bunny joke of, yeah. but "I don't want the drink. You do. I don't. You do. I don't. You don't. I do. I you don't. 
I do. And when I say I do, I, I mean I do it. He just takes it and swings yeah. it back. <laughs> yeah. And just freaks out, uh, basically knocking uh, everybody backwards. This is the part where it spills the dip, right? Yeah, it spills it, it, yeah. spills it everywhere. And then everybody, like, you know, scatters backwards. You could sort of take and, it as a hint that Doom and is, then, is a cartoon. Right, but yeah. Every person backs up, too. Because, I mean, if you think about it, I wouldn't want turpentine all over my shoes. You don't, you know, none of these guys know what this shit is. Yeah. They also, yeah, uh, insinuate you can murder things with that. So maybe they're like, they don't want to touch it either. So, you know, yeah. I don't know. It's like, you still uh, have the remnants of a, of a, of a dead shoe in there, you know? It's like, ugh. <laughs> it's like, what else, what, yes. what, what else is in there? So, um, a nice scene, a nice scene goes on of, uh, like actually pretty well choreographed. Um, uh, and they show how they do it, uh, in the making of. So like I said, if, 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 the, the Blu-ray is like ten bucks. I would highly recommend picking it up for that price. But um, just to kind of see how they did this. But like of Eddie, like beating the shit out of the weasel so they could run. Um, Eddie yeah. goes gets into their car. Uh, he hears somebody in the background. Uh, this like real thick, heavy like New York accent thing. Um, Roger goes to the back, lets it out. That's Benny the Cab. Yeah, it's uh, Benny's all right. I, I like Benny the Cab. Yeah, I like Benny. He's a, he's, a, he's he's a character I think that's uh, kind of underutilized a little bit. Yeah, I, I do I, I do enjoy him quite a bit. I do I do like as soon as they start driving away, he's like, but and how about them Brooklyn Dodgers? They just they just terrible. <laughs> it's like yeah. immediately talking about sports. And, yeah, uh, immediately goes yeah. into like the, just the just the cab, the yeah. the, the cabby yeah. speak. So yes, it's good. Um, yeah, this is a kind of a cool little scene or whatever. Just this whole chase scene uh, that ends up. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say those two motorcycle cops that end up getting hit by the uh, by the weasel thing—they're dead. I mean, there's no there's no way about it. <laughs> those guys are dead. They are in good shape, at least. Um, yeah, it's actually a pretty solid chase scene, you know, for what it is. Uh, I just—I guess I just enjoy Benny. They do the fucking pull the lever joke, and he's like, "No, this this lever's yeah. stupid." Yeah, this lever's and, stupid. And, yeah, and uh, it the, the, the like extendo wheels or whatever. And then they he does a he makes a pun before they get to the bridge for some reason, and it's like he's gonna. Oh yeah. Hey uh, Roger, what's the middle of a song called? <laughs> yeah, the bridge, and then he saves them. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's all right. Okay, so um, so we move on to the uh, movie theater scene that I guess uh, um, I'm trying to think. I think this is where Steven Spielberg's like some of his like his little input in this movie came in where he felt uh, Roger and Eddie sort of needed a little bit of a scene together, to sort of like bond them together a little bit more because right now just like there's not really any reason Eddie should be helping Roger like yeah and this sort of like kind of solidifies them as as kind of buddies and and him is like wanting to help him but uh Roger Roger asks like why he's always so grumpy Eddie explains like what happened to uh to his brother um oh you know what I I I do want to backtrack here for a second uh when when they are in the office uh Roger asks what happened to his brother, and he says he seems like a something something, and then uh, and a sober, sober fellow. fellow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a good. I did, yeah. laugh too. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, nice, nice little dig at Eddie always being drunk there. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but uh, um, Eddie or Eddie explains that his uh, uh, his brother or that a uh, piano was dropped on him. Him and his brother. His brother died. He, this broke his arm, and he said, you know, will never forget his laugh and his red eyes. Yeah, and also, and and also, yeah, which is key for later. Um, and also, Roger is—he's very—he's distraught by this news. He's like, you know, I, I, I know why you hate if a if a tune killed my brother with the piano, I'd hate me too. And he says, <laughs> and uh, uh, 
uh, I forget I forget how they rec- how he reconciles it. Um, he's like, oh wait, I don't hate you. And he's like, do you mean it? Uh, and then Dolores shows up. Yeah. Um, and they, they they go through a scene of uh, you know uh, Dolores is like, but I already have a good man. You know, after Eddie says you should yeah. yourself a good man, and then yeah. they go to Kiss and Roger just sitting there being a peeping tom and like, don't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's a... ooh, somebody somebody's into watching, huh? <laughs> And then uh, they, they then they go to leave. Uh, there's a uh, a new or a, a newsreel thing that announces the uh, the deal between Clover Cloverleaf and uh, R.K. Maroon, and Maroon makes or and uh, Eddie makes the uh, the connection between Maroon and Toontown. After that, let's see. Yeah. So he goes to go see Maroon, go pay him a visit, and uh, tells Roger to uh, honk the horn twice if he sees anything or is in trouble or whatever. And, you know, Roger's like, yeah, of course. And then uh, within, you know, five seconds. No uh, one gets to jump on Roger Rabbit. And yeah, and then gets the a frying, frying pan on his head and turns out to be yeah. Jessica. So, uh, yeah. he, uh, Eddie, in a, in a bit of, like, surprising kind of violence, like, really, uh, really, really goes off on Maroon here. <laughs> he does. He, uh, he puts, puts his, his tie in the editing reel thing. <laughs> <then>. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah, and I'll get him mash his face in with that. Yeah. Um, He's uh he he tells him it's like you need to you like you know exp- you know tell me everything that you know tell me everything that's going on and he says if you or if I do I'm a or I'm a dead man he's like you're a dead man if you don't and then he like you know puts the editing reel through a little bit more and he starts explaining in a way and then you start seeing a gun come out in the background or through the yeah. window and this is another part where that like I said that that pistol pack and possum thing comes into play because uh, if you pay attention to it it shows the reflection of the gun in that. Uh, in it that does, frame yeah. too. It so, does, yeah. So it's kind of like a, I, I think it's about as obvious of a hint as you can get that, uh, yeah, that who yeah. this is is that. Anyway, um, so straight up shoots uh, Maroon twice in the back as his uh, tie is in there, and man, it's, yes, that's a hell of a way to go out. I mean, just yeah, pretty bad. So yeah, so Eddie 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 goes and runs down. Um, let's see. And or oh no, Eddie actually looks out the window to see who who shot him and sees Jessica Rabbit running, running away. Which man, she can run with those heels. Good for her. So, uh, let's see. Eddie Eddie goes to his car, chases after Jessica. They end up in Toontown, and he is you know obvious or he stops before he gets into Toontown. And is kind of like uh, steals himself because he hasn't been to Toontown yes. since his brother was killed and does not want to go into Toontown. And he goes in there, and oh man. I wouldn't uh, want to get, go into Toontown either if this is what I was introduced to every single time I walked in there. He, well, he gets the, he gets his gun out first, right? Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, he yeah. gets the gun from Yosemite Sam. Yeah. Yes, the, for uh, getting him. I forget what the saying is. but get, Thanks for getting uh, me out of the Hooskow. Yeah, the Hooskow, right. And uh, it's a cartoon gun with cartoon bullets that are sentient and... and uh, so, oh. Yeah, so they're they're pretty fun. They don't they don't get enough screen... They don't really get enough screen time in this movie. There's a lot of, uh, you know... they. A lot of pageantry for these people, and they're barely in, yeah. <laughs> barely in the movie. Yeah. So. Oh well, and this is the this is the end of sort of uh, Eddie's uh, character growth here too, where he throws the bottle, or he's gonna go take a swig yes. of at his bottle. Yeah, that, that was decides, a pretty nope. cool. That was a pretty cool scene. I like. Oh that. yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it's it just sort of like that's that's sort of the end of the character arc for Eddie. Effectively, it's it's, it's kind of a bummer. It's just like that's the end. It's like that, that's all the growth he has, which kind of I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah, he he throws the and decides nope, I'm not gonna drink anymore. Throws the bottle up and shoots one of the gun or shoots the uh, bullet. And it's... well, I, I thought at the end he kind of like you know when he he kind of like throws away his dignity at the end to save the day, like how he like starts like humiliating himself when well anyway I won't ruin that but. 
yeah. I thought there was that too. That kind of showed that he changed. But this was probably the big climax, like you were saying, though. So. Yeah. So okay. So now, so now we go into the uh, Toontown tune tap thing, and it's oh my god, smile, darn you, smile, and oh boy, holy man. shit! <laughs> it's like, like, I was awful. like, I would never, I would never come to this place. No. Holy God! No, I half <laughs> half of me is on Doom side now. It's like, don't melt this place, God. No, I don't want to hear Jesus this. Christ, the song is terrible. This is every time. Like, yeah. <laughs> Oof. Uh, I can't even imagine. So, anyway, um, Eddie ends up in a car accident. Uh, sees uh, Jessica's silhouette in the uh, in the window there, and you know this was uh, something like um, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't notice um, until they pointed out Tardy to the party that uh, it does that. You know, focused on Jessica's silhouette, and then it unfocuses as it as the uh, camera pans back to Eddie and focuses on Eddie. And that's something an effect they don't do very often, where the cartoons are unfocused because it's rather difficult to do, apparently. Yeah, so. I'd have to watch it again to notice, I guess. Yeah, see, the, so. see the thing, like I said, I, I had the benefit of listening to that podcast, and uh, one of the guys on there is, uh, you know, draws, uh, you know, does, yeah, is an animator for a living. So uh, he points out a lot of this stuff as it's happening. So it's kind of nice okay. to get that perspective from there. And like I said, a lot of this stuff, like animation-wise, like I wouldn't have caught if he hadn't pointed it out. So I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool effect. So anyway, um Let's see. He goes up, or he goes to the apartment building, and as uh, as we alluded to earlier, Droopy the dog is the yes. is the uh, elevator guy. <laughs> the the elevator drops. This joke is really good because it's so stupid that yeah, he's just I, on the yeah. It's it's, it's like completely pointless yeah. and silly, and I, it, it, yeah. I, I do enjoy it. Yeah, and it's it's, it's played just, off very well of just like how like absurd it is, and then Droopy just very you know like nothing yeah. to it. Like Eddie Eddie walks into the elevator and just. <laughs> doesn't realize that there's like, you know, like a two foot fall basically there and just biffs it. Yeah, and then the dogs on a over, box. Yeah. Dip <laughs> yeah, it's just such a dumb thing and it's it works though. Yeah. It's uh I liked it. Yeah. Uh, uh, and your floor through so he gets out, <laughs> um, goes up, peeps through the uh peeps through the uh keyhole, uh sees Jessica says gotcha opens up the door and it turns out to be a different cartoon character altogether and her name is lena the the hyena yeah yeah she is not jessica rabbit no uh (laughs) pretty ugly uh except the original uh thing of her is incredibly ugly i'll uh maybe i'll I'll put it in the show notes but uh the the thing is like the trivia thing behind her is uh that she um she was in this what the hell the cartoon was or the like it was like a or a comic strip she was in but the joke was she was too hideous to actually show anybody so they always had like some sort of like sensor bar or a uh, well-placed like word bubble over her face so nobody could actually ever see her yeah and they she hinted or the cartoonist ended up running a uh, a contest for what she would look like and one of the guys that uh, drew for early mad magazine ended up drawing her and wow man that is a uh as a look, like I said, I'll, I'll put that in the show notes. But whew, doosh, wee, she is. This is a. Uh, she's not too bad here. She just looks like she's got some acne and some bad teeth here. Like it looks like you. Yeah, it's uh, by. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm taking a look at this. It's uh, by Basil Wolverton, who did like uh, he was well known for doing really, you know, grotesque. disturbing, yeah. ugly stuff. Yeah. 
What was the and, did, or what was the original? And she was uh, actually from trip? yeah, uh, she was from Lil Abner. That's I, right. I didn't realize that. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, so yeah, uh, this uh, you know Eddie Eddie just runs because she sees him in <gasps> a man. Yeah, it's immediately. Yeah, she she is she is just instantly horny for Eddie. So I, I yeah. just imagine like anything. And so uh, Eddie Eddie runs out, goes to the bathroom with has has an out of order sign, which means there's no floor there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and this this is something you mentioned on the last episode, Joe, where there's a, a thing on the background uh, or on the on the wall of the bathroom. It, it says uh, Alyssa Wonderland. And uh, yeah, for a good time, uh, call Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Yeah, and that was it, where they originally had uh, uh, Jeffrey Ka- or was it? Uh, oh, anyway, some some exec's home number. Oh, that's okay. or at least that's the urban legend. They censor that for the uh, you know subsequent release. I, actually, I, I don't even know. Uh, now, apparently, uh, while we're on that topic, apparently there was an early you know HDTV broadcast that was in France, and that's on the internet like some people have it like you can find torrents of or whatever but it has some of the uh uncut stuff that was in the original theatrical release and not on like the laser disc and stuff like that and that included a nipple slip from betty boop Hmm. Hmm. so you know if i'm remembering right there's there's like a piece of trivia where one of the animators like would always like do that like put in some sort of like nudity thing in like one frame of animation or something yeah, but they and they did that for the uh, the rescuers, and that actually made it through a ton of the releases. Like oh, I think, uh, I think the most recent one. I don't know if it's been on Blu-ray or if it was on DVD or whatever. They actually did cut it out, but it was funny because they showed something where like they had one of the upscaled versions, and you could see it was there, but it was it was blurred out with uh, that shit they do with uh, them for their their bogus upscaling uh, process now, but. Um, they were showing like someone basically had a, a copy of, you know, the they, they scanned the film element and you could see like super high resolution. It was like creepy, this uh, photo that they had in the background. And oh, yeah, yeah, I just yeah. looked up an image of it. Yep, there it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I looked it up just too. Like, huh. yeah. There it is. <laughs> Weird. That's, that's certainly interesting. So, and it was pretty smeared like in the earlier, like if you watched it on, you know, uh, the you know earlier releases if you paused it on that point and you saw it it was still pretty blurry and stuff but like i saw this one like they were talking about it on twitter i looked it up and they uh they showed that they actually scanned it and that was like i was like wow that's actually kind of creepy and people <laughs> like do does anyone know what the you know uh, uh origin of this is and you know i don't know um Let's see. Yeah. Oh, oh, and that that Alice in Wonderland thing. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught or well, John, you, you, didn't have, you haven't watched this in a while, but uh, the thing under it, it says the best is yet to be. Oh, because <laughs> they can't put come in there and just yeah. make it in. Oh, well, just a straight out sex joke there. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, Eddie falls down the or Eddie starts falling down the uh, the building and runs into uh, Mickey. And, uh, and bugs. bugs they made uh shooting they made uh warner and disney made it a point to have their characters on even ground at all times that's why they're, daffy and donald show up together yeah and why they're, they're big bugs characters are. they have to show yeah. up like at the same amount yeah. of time so. yeah yeah and, it, and uh, it's a classic bugs gags gag uh the 
with the spare, he gives him the, the spare parachute and it's just yeah. a spare tire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. This is like the half second that Mickey Mouse actually has a personality, so. Yeah. God, God Disney characters are yeah. just lame. I like Donald. <laughs> I like Donald a lot, so. Uh, yeah, Daffy's a better version of Donald. <laughs> um, You should really look into uh, some of Donald's history then. Mm. <laughs> It's anyway. kind of interesting, but both of them, I, I'll, I'll definitely say that both of them are a lot more inter, uh, interesting than the, uh, the, you know, yeah, yeah, the more, yeah. the more, like I guess, first rung supposedly characters. Because the other thing is they were actually in stuff. Like whereas you know, well, Bugs Bunny had Bugs a ton of everything. Yeah, Bugs yeah. Was... Mickey didn't do shit. I mean, yeah. he had some early cartoons, and that was about it. Uh, but then he's the face of Disney. So I, I love, I, I love, I think Bugs Bunny's great too. Um, yeah, I think the most in, in, the most interesting thing involving Mickey Mouse is Air Pir- uh, Air Pirates Funnies, which was a holy shit that was pretty messed up. Uh, I probably shouldn't talk about it, but it's a uh, uh, underground comics uh, like two or three parter that was making fun of you know the old uh, cartoons, and it had Mickey and Minnie in pornographic uh, situations, um, doing drugs, oh, drug Jesus. smuggling. And it got these guys like sued like majorly. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, so sure. Just, yeah. Yeah, I mean Disney has been somehow like fucking with cop or has been like you know lobbying to have uh, you know copyright law like fucked with for years to keep right. Mickey from going public yep. domain. Yeah. So kind of uh, yeah. They anyway, can, they, um, can keep, they can keep him. Yeah. But then it's funny how like Donald is like super popular in and I can't even pronounce it but, you know in like. Europe, there's uh, like in. I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm racist. I guess I, I can't tell the difference between Finland, Sweden, Iceland. You know all those, but sorry, one of those. <laughs> sorry, one of our listeners is. No, uh, is I'm is, just is, kidding. Is I'm, teasing. I'm, I'm teasing. I'm no, teasing. I'm teasing. He'll he, no, he, um, he gets it. But basically, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know the duck comics though, like uh, Daff. No, I'm sorry, call him Daffy Duck, Donald Duck, and then you know Uncle Scrooge. It's like Kake. I'm sorry, I can't. It's <laughs> But it, it's like to the point where like it's actually a holiday tradition to watch Donald Duck cartoons. So oh, okay. I mean, the, the, I will say that Donald is my favorite of Dis- the Disney characters, probably. Yeah, me too. Yeah, he's he's yeah. probably the most interesting because you know he gets pissed off or just loses his shit. You did, know. Did we, uh, did we mention that 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 uh, Eddie and Teddy saved uh, the the nephews? Yes, one yeah, of, that was yeah. Uh, that one. Uh, yeah, one, one of these papers they say like they saved uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Yeah, uh, and uh, and and found a or and cleared Goofy of spy charges. Yeah, yes. yeah. what the fuck? Good. I like Goofy. Uh, Goofy's all right too. I'm Goofy. Yeah. Goofy. The Goofy yeah. movie was uh, one of the more formative movies in my childhood, I guess. Yeah, I liked yeah. it. I liked it back then. I don't know. It, it, it's just kind of funny because, like, you know, Mickey gets all the credit, I guess, but then those are the guys that actually do the work. So yeah. I don't know. It's kind of. Like, uh, I think that makes them more likable too. It's it's <laughs> like you know because everybody has you know the asshole that takes credit for you know their shit or whatever. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I totally derailed that. Where, where were we? Oh, um, so yeah, he's got the spare tire. Um, it just says, "Oh no!" and then uh, ends up in the arms of Lena, the uh, hyena on the on the ground. He manages to run away. Uh, and she's chasing after him and basically grabs the uh god what is what's the line in the middle of a road called god oh the uh 
The divider? Yeah, divider. Yeah. Yeah, the dividing line. And, and like, yeah. picks it up, throws it into the wall, and she runs into the wall, and, you know, she smacks into the wall, and it tunes, gets them every time. <laughs> and then her boobs, like, splay out, you know, in different directions. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 the they kind of go, that like, was... yeah, like... Yeah, it very like perpendicular to her body. Basically, it's kind of weird. They're all like stretched out, so it was it was pretty great. So <laughs> he goes into an alleyway. Jessica Rabbit pulls a gun. Uh, she sees or and he's like, oh, you know, it's like oh great. And uh, she says, behind you, and shoots. And it turns out uh, shooting it at Doom because Doom was going to shoot him. And as basically he he says like, yes, it was me, it was me, or whatever, and runs off. And apparently, this is like one of the animators. Uh, Christopher Roy was unavailable to film this part of it. Hmm. So, like, one of the, like, if you're watching the uh, commentary track, he's like, yep, this was my big break in cinema. Uh, running away very awkwardly pretending to be Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, there are, wor- there are worse ways of getting to cinema, I yep, guess. Yep, I mean, hey, you know, it's, uh, you could be, you could be, like, mimicking off a, uh, a worse character, I suppose. So, uh, Benny shows up, um, they, they go taking off, um, this is kind of a man. I, I I really do kind of want to know the implication of this because uh, basically the way uh, Doom and the Weasels stop uh, Benny and Jessica and uh, and Eddie is uh, by throwing dip over the ground and then poor Benny's tires yeah. melt and he, and he screams like oh he dipped me and and, uh, and then yeah crashes into a light pole. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> it's, uh, it it looked painful. Melted his wheels. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, then Doom and uh, the Tomb Patrol uh, take uh, Eddie and uh, Jessica into into custody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we're, <laughs> we're 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 like right at the very end of the movie here. So he um. Also, wait. That oh. was the that's the infamous. Uh, scene that was revealed on the laser disc version so yeah but from what i've heard it it's like it's it does it's real tame it, it just looks like a barbie crotch or possibly panties it's really nothing but they made yeah. a big deal about it i think that's the most notable thing is that the deal like, made of entertainment it. yeah well it was like in, all on the news and stuff like that this was in like 93 or something oh, okay. and i just remember like i ran for the uh you know our copy and was trying to pause it. <laughs> i was like shit i can't see anything so um <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, so this so this gets us to the Acme warehouse where it sort of implied that like Doom now owns this thing basically, so because he's just kind of yeah, but and which also kind of shows that like the uh, Acme warehouse is literally like ass up against uh, Toontown, so yeah, yeah, it's like there's like a right like literally the wall the back wall leads into Toontown mm-hmm. and you break the wall, yeah. so so he um. So he's basically got or this. He's got Jessica and uh, uh, Roger already tied up, right? Yes, and they're yeah. they're already hanging. Are they already hanging from the ceiling? At I this believe point? so. Or or if not, he like brings them up to, to, yeah. to do that. Um, man, yeah, I've got a hard time keeping this sequence straight in my head just because of how much like is going on here. But uh, basically, he's gonna like he's gonna dip them in this uh, gigantic like steamroller tank uh it's, it's, a, it's got bulldozer. a spray cannon it's got, yeah. it's got a big spray cannon on the front because he's 
Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah, you can't just say, uh, it, you know, it, but I'm saying like, I'm trying to set up like the vehicle, like just proportionally how big this thing is. It's just this gigantic it's very, thing with a vat it, of dip in the back of it. It is very large. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and it, this is kind of like one of the one scenes where Jessica Rabbit like really emotes, like, you know, they, it shows what it is. And he's like, oh my God, it's dip. It's yeah. It, it, it was so jarring when she did that. Cause it was, it was, uh, cause she, like up until that point, there was literally she had like one emotional state, and it was and, uh, yeah, yeah sex and she, kitten, basically. And there, but then after that, that's like the last time. There's again, it just really it was once in the entire movie. Yeah, it was, it was jarring. Mm-hmm. I thought, so yeah, I think it kind of really hammered home just like how terrified they are of this stuff. So yeah, yeah. kind of a weird little thing. Um, this long sequence of uh, Eddie trying to uh, stop them from getting or from basically being sprayed with the dip goes on and Eddie finally realizes like, Hey, they said laughing to death. So then he, uh, yeah, just does like a bunch of pratfalls. Well, before that, there was a really good, like short, they did a setup thing. Cause there's like a box. Uh, what eyeballs or whatever that falls out. And Christopher Lloyd or judge doom when he's walking towards him, almost slips a little bit on them, which I thought was a nice little touch because he's, he, they don't really acknowledge it. He just kind of keeps talking and then he falls again. And, you know, that's what sets up them laughing to death because they bring it up again. There you go. That's right. That's right. But um, I, I did, I did just like the initial, like him walking by and slipping a little bit on them, which I thought was pretty realistic. Cause it's just like, he's making this speech and he just kind of like stumbles a little bit. He's and like, oh, like, shit. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I liked, I liked that little touch personally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that scene. So yeah, that was, uh, yeah. that was a nice yeah. little thing. And then uh, when he actually does slip and then he's like holding his eye, basically basically like sort of indicating like oh okay if you haven't caught on by now he's a tune you know yeah yeah this is the that's a pretty good a pretty good indication there so um he, he reveals his whole plan of everything that he wants to do basically like taking the trolley system out and yada 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 um but in basically making uh, la the way it is today i suppose <laughs> he wants to make a freeway yeah, <laughs> so, yeah that's, that's his big evil plan with hotels and yeah i mean yeah. It, 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 it's a stupid cartoon villain uh plan yeah. so <laughs> yeah he wants yeah. to murder all these cartoons so he can build a freeway yeah it's, like, it's the pre prequel to cars <laughs> yeah it's uh it's, this is where it's it all to, began because he's yeah because he's going yeah. to destroy the well actually the prequel to cars is maximum overdrive but uh <laughs> i was gonna say the I don't know. Like I, that's my head cannon on that one is, but yeah, the, uh, the whole thing about like destroying route 66 and stuff with the, uh, anyway, maximum overdrive, the Stephen King one with the, semi yeah, the truck. Yeah. yeah, the green yeah. gob truck. And yeah. yeah, yeah, it's good. It's a good movie. It's, uh, it's a real the best dumb. part is the, like, you know, the ATM at the beginning that says, fuck you. And then yes. it like the guy with, yes. you know, or, Oh wait, no, no, it was the, uh, the, Coke machine that killed the guy with the cans. Just but you just the... use cans at him. Yeah. It's good. It's, it's good. It's maybe we'll do that maybe one time. All right. We, we keep moving on. Yeah. It's, All uh... right. So like I said, uh, Doom, uh, Doom trips and falls. Uh, the weasels start laughing. That gives Eddie the idea. Um, he starts going, what the hell is that uh, like carnival thing that he like kicks on? Um, you know what that's called? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the, wait, wait, yeah. So the I'm trying to figure out what the machine is actually called, though. Oh, um, I don't remember. That's a Nickelodeon. <laughs> is it called a Nickelodeon, or is that a joke? Called... No. Yeah. What really? I'm gonna look that up, but yeah, that's a Nickelodeon. Say. Let's see. Is that where that? Okay. Well, that, man, that's a 
bit of trivia I never do. Yes, it is a. Oh wait, never mind. Uh, <laughs> oops, never mind. <laughs> I, I <laughs> yeah. No, it, it was a, a Nickelodeon was actually was. like a a small uh, movie theater. So I've been calling it the wrong thing. Yeah, but anyway. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Whatever it is. Who cares? Yeah. It, it, it's basically it, it's something you're gonna like when you see it, you just think carnival state fair type thing. So yes. it starts playing the song and Eddie, and he starts singing and uh, like doing kind of pratfalls and being goofy. And then uh, he like ends up getting knocked into a, uh, into a series of crates and then he comes bouncing out on a pogo stick. And man, if you couldn't see the string attached to him on that one. <laughs> yeah. This scene, this scene is, is this whole, this entire sequence in the warehouse is probably aged the worst in the entire movie in the of the entire movie. It's a, uh, it's a little rough now. Uh, yeah. He's also singing in rhyme the entire time, mm-hmm. you know, cause he has to, and Jess Rabbit helps him along a couple times or one, at least once. Uh, and okay. He, wait, it's okay. It was called Merry Go Round Broke Down. That's the name of the song. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, and it, was, is, was, and it was the intro from uh, the Looney Tunes. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's uh. Yeah, it's the same uh, record they were playing when uh, when Doom found Roger and the thing and did the right, shaving right. haircut thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this, uh, yeah, basically all the uh, uh, all the weasels let him die and laughing except. Yeah, well, uh, he kicked. He, smart ass. He, he kicks. He, he kicks smartass so hard in the balls that he flies into the vat of uh, of dip. Oh and, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, forget, I forget the actual setup for it or whatever. And you know, he yeah. as, you, as you said, he's like singing in rhyme or whatever. And yeah. he, said, he said, "Well, that doesn't rhyme with that." No, but this does. Then he kicks him right oh, in the it, balls. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was nose. like right. I'm through taking falls. I'm yeah. bouncing off the walls. Without that gun, I'd have some fun. I'd kick you in the. And he's just. Nose. It's like that doesn't with nose. He says, "No, but this does." And he kicks him right in the balls. Yeah, yeah. And like thirty feet into the vat of, uh, it's a solid kick. But yeah, and all the other, all the other dipshits laugh themselves to death, and like their their souls leave their bodies. They're like, yeah, with, yeah, with the harp and the halo and wings. Um, and these dudes are kind of assholes. So I mean, there's really some indication as like, like they're, yeah, they're kind of lucky. <laughs> yeah, you know they, you know they were just doing their jobs. They, you know, they're they're Tomb Patrol. They gotta, <laughs> they gotta, play, they gotta play hardball. I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's uh. So, they, so there's a bunch of back and forth with getting this thing on with one of the weasels. Um, and even as he's dying up, he, you know, we, I forget what he says or whatever, but he basically just turns the turns the uh the hose back on towards Jessica and Roger as they're you know tied up there. Um. There is a lot of the back and forth with the hose thing in the scene. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. I'm trying to, like, remember in my head, like, exactly how this all went down. But but the important thing is here, uh, Doom and uh, Eddie end up in a fight, basically. And uh, Doom, turns out he's got a a sword cane. Yeah, yeah, he does. (laughs) And uh, Eddie pulls out a, a singing sword, which is just a sword that actually just sings, it turns out. You know, go figure. Yeah, and it, um, yeah, it's Frank Sinatra, which yeah, yeah, that was a that was a choice. So old Blue Eyes himself. Eh? <laughs> anyway, um, realize that isn't going to work. It, it, and that was the other thing. That was a joke. Singing sword. Uh, that was a reference to uh, Prince Valiant and uh, Ivanhoe. Oh. 
Oh. So, but yeah, uh, Prince Valiant's uh, sword was called the Singing Sword. Oh, so. okay, I didn't know that. So maybe he thought huh. it was something like that, and then it learned. But then again, he should have known it was going to be something stupid because it was <laughs> one of Acme's products. So yeah, they're all really stupid. Um, um, grabs a big magnet, which I don't know why he thought that was a good idea because um, he's trying to avoid the sword, the big yeah. metal thing, and now he's getting something that's going to attract the big metal thing. <laughs> I did like that the magnet just made a bunch of made hands that were trying to grab the thing out of his hand. Yeah, it was, it was a nice little touch. Um, and, uh, he, and he realizes this isn't a good idea and like kind of flips it around, but then ends up like basically like getting himself stuck to a barrel. Yeah, and and, and one of like the most like like kind of like doom lines in the movie. He just looks at him and don't move. Yeah, yeah, and then he goes to get a a steamroller or whatever a roller. Uh, to run him over with that. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than just, like, stab him in the face with the yeah. sword. It's like, oh, you can't move here. Let me just kill you with this. He's gonna Austin Powers him. Yeah. Well, we, we do have to remember, he's a cartoon villain, literally. Yes, so. yeah. I, I appreciated it. It was a good touch to go out of his way to go get one of those. So, uh, he, so yeah. Eddie, to free himself, gets uh, gets one of the holes, um, the, like, the cartoon magic holes, and, like, just breaks free of the magnet. Um... Doom and Eddie end up in a fist fight, and Doom or and Eddie ends up uh, realizing like, "Hey, I'm going to get the super glue." And this is one of those scenes that like really kind of creeped me out when I was a kid. It's just like, it wasn't even like I mean, him getting run over was horrifying, but just like the thought of like putting your fist into this glue and then hitting the steamroller thing. I mean, that alone would hurt like hell. It so would that, hurt. That's yeah. got to be a good. I mean, you know, it's like that's got to be a good indication that's like this guy isn't human, clearly. Yeah. But then you know, does gets his fist stuck there, gets his like leg stuck there. Um, Eddie runs off, gets uh, and try or you know goes to free uh, Roger and Jessica, and yeah, it uh, you turn around and you see Doom getting run over by yes. the steamroller <laughs> in one of the I, most horrifying things I think I ever saw as a child. I mean, just like. Just him screeching and just like yeah, desperately like screaming for his life as he's just like I, I wish I could replicate. He's like, oh! I, 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 yeah, it's yeah. I kept thinking of the Austin Powers scene. It's like this the more extreme version of that of him actually getting killed in a yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> there's no blood, so there's that at least. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh god. Yeah. god. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it, it would have just been geysered out of his mouth if that was the case. But it, could you? I can't even imagine going out that way. No, just no. God, because it wouldn't. Like you can probably die somewhere again like around the legs, maybe uh, just from like shock and blood loss and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, but it's as as a as slow as. It, well, I don't know if you really even like lose the blood immediately because the steamroller is like compressing you. So that's fair. That is fair. Oh man, let's not talk about this. God <laughs> damn it! <laughs> this is awful. So anyway, uh, yeah, uh, and then uh, Doom gets up uh, and is it, probably like the worst effect in the movie. Is just like oh, this my God, weird flat thing, like, yeah. walking or whatever. Um, you know, like reveals that he's a tune or whatever. Um, I wasn't a fan of him of his tune personality. Person, I liked uh, the I liked regular. I liked human doom. Stoic, I guess more stoic, yeah, stoic doom. doom. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and then he reveals himself to be uh, the the killer of Eddie's brother. Um, yeah, yeah. Just, just to pile that on, I guess. I also yeah. killed your brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like you know, um, basically like he goes to fill himself up in an air canister. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, um, he, he has spring shoes, right? And his eyes. Well, in another thing, like his his fake eyeball pops out. Yeah, and yeah, revealing a... his red eyes, and he said, "I killed your brother. Remember, I talk just like this." Or... Yeah, yeah. It's like okay, yeah. <laughs> it's a... this is gonna be a thing. Uh, yeah, then they fight for a bit. I don't really remember what happens in the fight. <laughs> gonna be honest, and I literally well, he, just he watched takes this. One of his gloves off, and then he's got like an anvil for a hand <laughs> that he changes into a. Uh... Oh yeah, he yeah. punched him over to the barrels. Yeah. And, and he gets the buzzsaw. Turns it into a buzzsaw. Yeah. And this is another part where I thought, like, the effect was really nice. They actually had the, uh, like, like wind blowing. Um, yeah, yeah, like, the, the buzzsaw looked good. Um, was... For Christopher Lloyd's character, and then the other way for Eddie. Yeah. So, it was... like, it was, an, it was, like, it, that was one of those things, like, hanging, or, uh, what is it, the, uh, the, the lamp. lamp things or whatever. That, like, that was an effect that you didn't really need to put in, but it really helped sell it. Like, it, it's something, like, you probably wouldn't notice it unless you were really paying attention to it, so. Um, well, the thing with the lamp is actually, like, a like they have a term, I can't remember the specific one, but, uh, you know, for that scene where they're uh, sawing, you know, sawing the handcuffs, uh, because Eddie, you know, or Roger, they, like, hit the lamp, right? Mm-hmm. And the lamp is moving around, and the li- light on... Roger actually moved around like there was, you know, the light source. They actually adjusted it for that. But it's not Bump something you really notice unless you're really paying attention to it. But they, they did that. And uh, so it, there's kind of like a reference to they, they kind of created a term for that whenever you lamp do that level of detail. Yeah. Yeah, I just looked it up. Bump the lamp. So that's something where yeah. it's Bump basically like yeah, there we go. if you don't need to uh, put. Yeah. It, detail that you don't need to put in. But uh you know, it, it's something that will sell it to people who are uh, maybe a little bit more nitpicky. It's something basically like it's the extra. It, it's putting in the uh, the extra mile of effort. So, all right. So uh, we are basically at the very end of this thing here. Um, does the buzzsaw thing, um, and then he grabs the hammer thing um, that was alluded to earlier that Johnny you sort of like made mention of that like all of these uh, gag things in the Acme warehouse like they kind of come into play later. Um, yeah, he he used the acme hole to get away from the steamroller because we didn't or the roller or whatever I forget what they're actually called. Um, yeah, he used the acme hole to get away from them, and he's got the, they really foreshadow the mallet even before uh, Doom gets crushed. They show the mallet, mm-hmm. so yeah, so he grabs know. it and uh, I'm trying to remember. Did he try to hit Doom at the first or at first? Or yes. Just, okay, but he ends up he ends up basically hitting the. Uh, he ends up hitting the dip truck and it ends up uh, hitting Doom instead. Yeah, like spray, like just direct spray into his chest. Yeah. And uh, it's, which would hurt even if it was just water. Yeah. Like that would hurt a lot. Yeah. I mean, hell, uh, I mean, you know, ter- yeah. turpentine going into you would probably, like, you know, yeah. at the very least, the fumes would probably give you a hell of a headache. Yeah. It cracks, some, it definitely cracks some ribs, at least. Yeah. Um. So he, uh, so he starts melting and, uh, in a in a, in a nice little uh, tip to uh, uh, a nice little tip to the hat to uh, the the staff of this movie for not doing the uh, I'm melting melting what a world what a world yeah. reference they just did that I'm melting yeah. melting 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 yeah so um, yeah kind of horrifying so anyway um, 
Doom, uh, or Eddie ends up getting the, uh, oh my god, how did he get that thing basically out of there? Let's see. Oh, um, it, it's rolling, it's rolling through the brick wall. Um, because it was, yeah, uh, yeah, it's rolling through the brick wall, and, yeah. uh, a train comes from Toontown and just crushes into it, which, by that account, then that train should be fucked, right? Yeah, because that's a vat. Like, it's like, that would just go just all over the train. all over the place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it would... Yeah, everyone in that train is probably dead. Yeah. So, but I guess, you know, it's it's the price of war, you know? It's like... <laughs> Always some it's, casualties it's, in a battle. Yeah, it's the need, needs of the many over the needs of the few. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, with this big hole through uh, to Toontown, a bunch of tunes come in and, uh, like, you know see that uh after eddie's uh gotten the dip off the floor with water you know spraying into the uh spraying into the sewers and probably uh, ruining uh, la's uh water quality for the next hundred or so years yeah that's actually the truest part of this movie <laughs> it was, uh, that actually happened uh, <clears throat> yeah also like even after he did that i would as a cartoon i would not i'd wait a little bit to, to step on the ground yeah I would, uh, <laughs> yeah yeah it was you know they were very, they were very, very trusting of that working immediately. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. It's like there's got to be some remnants there. It's like you know yeah. I wouldn't walk barefoot through through acid after you, even if like you just like hosed it down real quick. It's like I'm sure there's probably gonna be something there. It's gonna burn my soles of my feet a little bit. So. Yeah. Anyway, you know they 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 look at the the puddle that is uh, doom and like oh gee I wonder who it is and then just completely ignore him for the rest of the thing. Yeah, it's like a it's like a mask like, on top of everything. Um. And yeah, they never touch on who he was at all. So it's a, it's it's a really weird thread to leave dangling. I guess to even I guess to even mention like I wonder who he was. You know, I didn't yeah. I didn't consider him to be it to be like necessarily too much of a mystery. I guess I figured it was just a cartoon. But yeah, but yeah, the I like your possum theory. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, apparently it's a popular like theory and it makes total sense i mean oh yeah it adds up um i, I don't see you, how it could not be you know and and i appreciate that it makes it makes pistol pack and possum more of an important character to this movie because <laughs> that's i love saying that yeah <laughs> so see um I, I have a problem with that because uh there's a uh, pizza slash like entertainment like arcade thing or whatever <laughs> out here i don't know if how, how like nationwide it is but pistol pete's uh, i've heard of it i don't okay. know if I, I don't think I've been to one. Yeah, my brain just, it's basically just, it basically was just like a Chuck E. Cheese, but it basically, like, where my brain goes every time I saw it was, like, Pistol Pete's, Pistol Pete's, so. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, so, uh, they're, they start talking about the will that, uh, you know, they need a will for Toontown, uh, Eddie tells Roger, why don't you read that love letter you wrote to Jessica, um, he starts reading it, and the disappearing ink starts reappearing. His disappearing, reappearing, reappearing ink, yeah, which yeah. is really, which is even more fucked up that it yeah. makes you think it's gone and then it comes back. Yeah, because uh, that's that's a really fucked up prank. <laughs> Meaning Eddie's so. shirt is probably uh, trash now. Yeah. So oh, ruined. It's absolutely ruined. <laughs> um, if yeah, they realize that the Toontown is theirs. Yada yada yada. Even though you know this thing now has like lipstick all over it, and um, you know, uh, yeah. probably probably uh, didn't have a have a witness or anything like that. So I don't really know how legally <laughs> binding this thing is. But anyway, um, let me see. Uh, Roger asks if Eddie's days of being a sour puss are over. Um, and he says, yeah, basically, yeah, I think so. He says, you know, put her there, shakes his hand, and he's got the joy buzzer there. 
And yeah, Eddie looks at him like he's going to murder him. And then he kisses him. <laughs> yeah. Does that answer your like, question? <laughs> true cartoon fashion. Classic Bugs Bunny move. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, um, and that's basically the end of it. They all go wandering off and singing Smile, Darn You Smile again. And, God, that song's terrible. <laughs> um, the police and the Toon Police apparently are like getting people back out of here. And uh, Porky's... Porky Pig walks up and says, uh, you know, like, okay, that, that, that that's all, folks. And it's like, oh, I like the sound of that. And then, um, you know, does the does the famous, that, that's all, folks. And then uh, Tinkerbell comes in and winks it out, which, uh, interesting point. I didn't really uh, realize this again until Tardy the Party pointed out. Uh, Tinkerbell technically wouldn't exist for, like, another 10 years. Huh. Because this movie takes place in, like, 47. Did all the... Did... Did, were all those characters that existed by then? Uh, but the only other ones that really didn't, uh, and they only, I, I don't remember if they made it in, but they made it into the credits, uh, are Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner. Hmm. All the other ones are of the so, era, so. They, they deserve to be in the movie anyway. They're great. Um, so this was, uh, a, so this was, and this is also uh, Mel Blanc's last, uh, last time he yeah. introduced these characters. So he yeah. got, you know, he got the final word in with a Porky Pig on this one. So it was kind of a nice way to go out there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's Cause he, what bugs, Tweety, Daffy, Sylvester and pork and Porky Pig or whatever. He's, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. uh, I, I think it was kind of like an interesting way. Like they both had the way that, uh, you know, modern Disney ends their cartoons or their shows too with, uh, with Tinkerbell basically winking it out there, but yeah. giving the final like, "Hey, this was our production, so bye." You know, it's like yeah. we we get the final say so. So, anyway, that was a uh, Roger Rabbit. Um, uh, John, how 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 did this hold up for you? Did you like it? Uh, yeah, for the most part, I I did like it. Um, I there are points when I was like, "Is this is, how much?" And I realized that there's like 45 minutes left in the movie, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh." So it's still got still got a ways to go here. Yeah. Uh, so I, I guess uh, it did. Uh, I wouldn't say bore me at points, but it did feel a little long mm-hmm. at times. Even though it's even though it's under two hours long, it's not that long a movie. It's still like hour um, forty five, which yeah, for a I don't want to say it's again, it's not a kids movie, but it's yeah. you know whatever. It, it it definitely got got the, that sort of aimed at it. It's definitely yeah, a long one. It's a comedy, and the the plot does uh isn't that complex and the mystery isn't really a mystery so it kind of just i don't know it feels kind of meandering at times but yeah i mean i i, I it made me laugh still and with a few with a few of the jokes i enjoyed seeing the looney tunes characters i always like seeing them uh i wish the <laughs> i wish roger ever was a better character uh, yeah. I'm sure I'm, I'm sure it's very on purpose that he's like that, but it doesn't work. Like I feel like it still doesn't work with the kind of character they're going for. Uh, it, there's no endearment there. Um, uh, I did not like the climax of the movie too much. I feel like we were talking, we were talking about it's like there, it's just kind of all over the place at the end in the in the warehouse, and they're in the warehouse for a very long time. Uh, yeah, those are just complaints. Other, I mean, but yeah, Bob Hoskins was 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 solid. Uh, I forget what Dolores' actress's name is, um, but yeah, she was good. She was good. Yeah, uh, she's I, she's, uh, she's the one that gets shot in Blade Runner, the original one. Is she? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, basically, like her two big credits are those two things. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like I said, I like the, like the the dipshit weasels. Was a fan of them, but it's 
It's weird because the movie has like a like a ninety seven percent of Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know if you looked into that. No, it's got a ninety seven percent. Yeah, that seems, that seems absurdly high. Uh, Roger and Ebert, I gave it a four out of four. Um, it was in like it was like his number two on like his top ten of that year. Uh, it was it was like universally praised when it came out. It it made like three hundred fifty million worldwide, and it cost like fifty million to make. Oh wow! So yeah, like it was huge success and. It just uh, some like just based on the kind of movie it is, it's not going to age as well as, as other movies with spe- with special effects in that era. But uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's worth a watch at least. Still, so it's it's so different. It's so pretty. It's still pretty unique, even though there are other movies that do this. Uh, even, I mean, Mary Poppins did it like forty years before or whatever, or thirty years. I don't know. I don't remember how old that movie is. But uh, yeah, I I enjoyed it. Sure. All right, Joe, um, since you didn't watch it, like, memory-wise, like, what do you think? Do you think, like, uh, kind of us talking about it, like, how do you think it would kind of hold up for you? Oh, I, I think it'd be pretty similar, but, like, a, a lot of times I, uh, when I, I like a movie or something like that, I, I tend to, I don't know, there, I'm trying to think of some examples where, you know, nostalgia didn't hold up, but I am pretty nostalgia-heavy, so I tend to, like... I don't know. I think that does kind of affect things. No, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, it, I learned a lot of th- like, I, I remember asking questions about a lot of the, uh, jokes like booby trap. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Oh yeah. That was a good one. I like that one. Well, I mean, no, no, no. That was one of the ones I actually understood. Uh, the patty cake thing, uh, <laughs> that I didn't get an answer on. And then eventually I found out what that was about, but uh, trying to think of some other examples. Um, Singing Sword, that was actually one of the ones. And uh, they said, oh, yeah, that's, you know, that's from Prince Valiant. That was the name of the sword that he got from King Arthur. So, okay. you know, things like that. So, uh, but yeah, it, it's kind of, uh, yeah. No, I, I always thought that that was really impressive. Uh, it's uh, animations by uh, Richard Williams, who did, uh, I don't know if you've heard of The Thief and the Cobbler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically, uh-huh. yeah. So, like that. Now, that was something that he's been working on for. Well, I, th- I think it's almost been forty years now, but basically never fully completed. But that got kind of. They bought that, uh, like Miramax bought it, um, and then just kind of crapped it out um, with additional animation by somebody completely, you know, different that was nowhere near you know, the level of detail, but, um, he was like really into hand drawn, like detailed hand drawn animation doing, um, you know, kind of 3d effects with, uh, things, you know, without doing rotoscoping things like that. So, I mean, very talented guy as far as that, um, his book is kind of like a, that's like a, uh, typical reference thing that people will, uh, cite, you know, when you're going into, well, who knows anymore? Because you know they just do that, you know, CalArts shit. I'm sorry, I, I'm not a big fan of the current uh, animation stuff. But, um, but I'm not, yeah. I'm anyway, not I'm not I, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's fine. Like, you know, it's just I'm not. It's not my. Uh, I'm not the audience for that, so I'm. I'm not gonna complain anymore about that because I could go on a rant. But uh, <laughs> no, not uh, you, the, Joe. Yeah, no, not me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, don't get me started about She-Ra. Yeah, but not, not that I really care, but it's just, I, I just think the... Oh, here he goes. The face. Uh, yeah, anyway, I'm, I better stop. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I appreciate it for the animation. They did a good job. Um, I, I thought that they did a good job with the, you know, the practical effects and being able to uh, let them, like, like you said, it, it wasn't a new idea, but um, at the time that was like one of the biggest budget movies, if not the biggest budget movie of all time up until I think it was Terminator 2 beat it. But it was yeah. like... Yeah, it was like the highest budget animated movie ever at the time, I think. Um, I thought it was like movie period. Hmm. No, it was like it was the budget was 50 million, I think. Right, so. but like adjusted for uh well, I don't know. I'd have to take a look at it, but I could be totally wrong, but um no, I just remember the uh that was a really major thing, but I mean, they did a good job and they got their money's worth. But I I agree with you though, like the as far as a mystery, it really wasn't I don't know. Um I think it was more like they were just trying to they, they were moving along a story and i think a lot of it was just the fact that okay we've got you know these high profile cartoon characters and they're all in you know the same movie with i don't know yeah it's it feels it's like, it's, like more, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's more moving from a gag to gag movie so it actually yeah it, it was kind of a so. set piece type thing yeah uh, but yeah I don't know what to say beyond that, but yeah. See, for me, this um, as a movie, I, I didn't enjoy it as much as I think I like used to. But as um, just like a like a technical thing, I, I really like dug what they did and how much work they put into this. Like just for me, like as a just a showpiece thing, it looks really cool. It's really cool to watch. Yeah, it just as a movie, it's kind of slight. Yeah, like it. As, as we talked about it, it's like. Most things you talk about are just like the little the little things in the movie are what's worth mentioning, because like the actual beat to beat stuff is pretty bare bones. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you know it's like, like yeah it's like a detective mystery without the mystery. So it's uh yeah it's I think I also think Roger Rabbit hurts, <laughs> but he again he hurts he hurts that too because he's part of the beat to beat stuff. Yeah. So. Um. Also, kind of um. Uh, something else on those, uh, like the Blu-ray and probably the special edition DVD too. I would imagine it's got the it's got the three animated shorts that happened after. Um, I heard, yeah, I've heard of those. I've um, never seen them. The first one is Tummy Trouble. It is basically beat for beat the exact same as the uh, the opening cartoon in the movie. Okay. Like, it's like it even has like the sharp knives going at Roger's crotch again. I'm like, okay, okay, come on. Um, second one, Roller Coaster Rabbit, uh, was pretty funny that I'm remembering. Um, let's see. At the very end, um, this, like, woman comes up to, uh, Baby Herman, and, you know, after, it it ends, they all end the same way where it's, like, the director's yelling cut and they're done or whatever, and Baby Herman goes up to this lady and he, she's got a balloon that she's handing him and he, like, breaks it with his cigar or whatever, and as the, uh, camera's fading to black, says, what's, what's wrong, lady? Afraid of a little, or what's the wrong toots? What's or afraid of a little bang? <laughs> like <Yeah>. subtle. <laughs> do you do you, do you think the movie would have worked more if they leaned more into the adult stuff? Like they made it a more adult movie? Um, I don't, man, I don't know. Because it's in a, it's in a we it's at a weird middle ground. And I yeah, think that might like, that might that might that might hurt it actually. That it's I, at a I, weird like I, I feel comfortable like my kids watching it. Like there's nothing like too like crazy. Like, like oh they I, it's not like Game of Thrones. Like I don't want them watching this, you know. But it's not 
it's not something I'm like, oh yeah, this is something the whole family should sit down and watch because I, I remember being kind of traumatized by that whole uh, the shoe scene is still pretty Doom fucked up. Thing. See, the, yeah. the shoe thing like like it made me sad, but the Judge Doom thing just like freaked me out. Like just that him getting run over that roller coaster like really fucked me up for a while. <laughs> or that roller coaster. Uh, sorry, it's one of the one of the movies. Or, yeah, yeah, the steamroller really fucked me up for a while there. So. Um, but yeah, the, uh, and then the third short was trail mix up and that was a, it changed animation styles to the more like computer generated stuff that we see today. And it was not good. Like it, okay. it lost well, it a lot was of the with, uh, I'm, I'm looking this up. I didn't even, uh, I never saw that one cause I never saw a far off place, but I saw, uh, Dick Tracy. I saw honey. I shrunk the kids and those were the, the ones that did that. So this was all, it's kind of weird. There was a big jump too, like, uh, the, you know, um, Roller Coaster Rabbit was in 90, and then uh, Trail Mix-Up was in 93. So it's kind of interesting, though, that they did those. But uh, also, it says here... Yeah, anyway. Um, no, let's take a look at this. Actually, when I first saw the movie, uh, the, the original, we came in late, and we missed the... We, we basically came in right after the animated short ended, and, you know, like where he was getting yelled at. Yeah. So. Uh, it was kind of weird then going and seeing it a second time in theaters and then seeing that it's like, Oh, okay. That was interesting. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Like I said, for, for me, it, it, I don't know. Like it, it's more of a technical thing that I'm interested in this movie for. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad I bought it on Blu-ray. Um, I, I'm probably not going to watch it again anytime soon, but it, like you said, John, it does, it does kind of skirt this middle ground that might hurt it more than help it. Yeah, because it's like, who is a movie for? Yeah. And it's, it, it's kind of, yeah. As an adult, it's, it's like, this is a little too kiddy, I suppose. But then as well, a kid, I, it's like, it's too adult. I think one of the problems is that, uh, especially now, um, uh, I don't think that it's going to reach, you know, today's kids because they don't know who most of these cartoon characters are. Yeah, that's um, true. I, you barely see anything. I mean... I'm sure they can recognize Bugs Bunny and and Donald Duck and stuff. I mean, the Disney stuff, the main Disney characters, I'm sure they're going to understand, you know, who they are because they're on all sorts of merchandising and crap. So uh, but as far as, you know, they really don't show uh, Looney Tunes cartoons anymore. They certainly don't show any of the smaller, you know, cartoons. When I was growing up, you could still see things like Heckle and Jekyll or you could see, you know, Betty Boop or whatever. They would be showing them probably early mornings uh, before like the the cartoons you were wanting to watch, but you know, you would see some of those Mm -hmm. or they would, uh, they had some of the older ones on Nickelodeon or whatever, you know, um, now they just don't have them. They don't show them. Uh, you might watch some of those online, but for the most part, um, they just, there's really not that awareness. So it would lose a lot of the context that I think, uh, even kids back then would, would have had. So, yeah, see, that's the thing, too. Like, you know, I, I my kids are familiar with Looney Tunes, but it's because I've got the, uh, like, those platinum remaster things or whatever on Blu-ray, and I've, I've I sat down and watched them with them, and they like them a lot. But, you know, most parents probably don't do that with their kids, you know? Like, it's it's something of, like, well, you know, I don't know. I, I'm still very much, like, I buy the Blu-ray to have the digital copy, too, but it's also nice because I prefer the, you know, the lack of, uh, you know, the sound compression that you get with the digital thing. So, yeah, that's like I, I was going to buy 
Roger Rabbit digitally so I could watch it on my iPad. But I was like, this seems more like something I'd kind of want to watch on the big screen, you know, on my on my, on my TV versus my iPad. So I was like, hey, yeah, I just yeah, I bought the Blu-ray. It doesn't come with digital copy, but I'm happier having it there because, like I said, just all the special effects stuff. It's nice to see that on a nice, crisp uh, HDTV versus, you know, I mean, the, the iPad's got a good screen, but it's it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't show quite as much as like a big uh, HDTV does. I rented it on Amazon digitally. Yeah, and uh, watch it on my watch it on my TV through my PS4. So that's that's how I usually do uh, one time watches. Because um, I, I I don't see myself in, on my own going to watch this movie again. Yeah. So, so it'd be I'd watch it with other people, I guess, if they wanted to. But yeah, yeah. see that for me it was like it was ten dollars. I was like yeah, it's really not that bad, you know. We we I mean no, it's not. Yeah. We all know my. Uh, my spending problems with video games all over the place. I was like, hey, what's 10 bucks for a movie? I'll at least own and I'll have watched it this time. So. I don't think there's anybody that's going to try to really defend this game. It's not. We had great. some ideas. I mean, I, I can I can name some positive things about it, uh, <laughs> but it's uh, it's not good. Like it has some good ideas. Like the idea of kind of uh, it's not really a detective game. It's more of a you're uh, trying to. And in some ways, this is the most. Uh, it's it's the closest to the actual source material of all the games, I guess, because. It has Eddie. You're controlling Eddie, uh, and Roger's just kind of following you around and, and just doesn't really do anything. Actually, he just gets captured, and you had to save him. And uh, by doing, like, you had to answer knock knock or not knock knock jokes. You had to basically answer a joke correctly, or else they'd kill him, and <laughs> you'd lose a life. So, uh, but basically, it was kind of like in uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, Monkey Island, where you had to come up with the right answer except you didn't have to go around find them but basically yeah the problem is it suffered from a lot of there was a lot of uh euro studios that really liked the kind of uh micro machines style thing where you could you know rotate your car you were uh like if you were having an overhead driving scene mm-hmm. uh you would actually steer it and you would kind of treat it like an RC car or something like that, or RC Pro-Am, that's another one. Uh, it didn't usually work because they usually had something where something was going to chase after you and kill you instantly if, uh, you know, you screwed up. And that was the case here. Uh, that was the case in, like, the Terminator 2 games, like, uh, uh, on the Genesis and SNES. But uh, that was the case here. Like, uh, you get in Benny the Cab uh, to get around, but... Um, well, I mean, you, most of the time you'd be walking around this overworld, yeah, I'm sorry, overhead, overworld map. But to get to certain places, you would have to get in Benny the Cab. But the problem is, once you did that, the Toon Patrol would come after you 
and they would do like a suicide attack and then you'd die. <laughs> uh, so Classic. you'd basically mm-hmm. have to get out of the car when they appeared and then get wait back for them to drive over. away. Yeah, no, no. You, yeah, oh yeah, that's right. You could run them over if they were on foot, but then if they're in the car, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. So that was the thing. Um, Roger could actually get run over by. Oh yeah, that was the other thing. If you're walking around in the street, if Eddie got hit by a car, you lost a life. But if Roger got hit by a car, he'd get squashed. But then you know he'd you know unflatten basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but basically, you're going around looking for pieces of the will, and then once you had the will. Uh, you had to go to the warehouse and then you fought Judge Doom. Um, but the thing is, in order to find the pieces of the will, you had to just go to all these different, like, there were all these different locations and uh, without really have any something. indication of where they are. Right. And the thing is that there would be like something like a dog or a cat or whatever hovering around uh, an item and it would like kill you if you tried to get it. So you had to go find some item to uh, distract it with. And the thing is like in this game, you had all these different items that, you know, you could only carry so much with you and you had to find them to be able to get to the items that you needed and things like that. And it was just kind of, uh, I don't know. It was a very kind of tedious game. Yeah. Um, I would say obtuse worst... too. Yeah, it was obtuse. And, there was uh, the only thing I remember is, uh, or I guess besides that, is um, you could go to the Yank and Paint Club and you could uh, get hints from Jessica, but really it was just like you get her phone number and you would call this 900 number and supposedly you would call and there would be hints for the game, but nobody seems to have any records. I was looking this up to see if anybody had like a recording or a transcript or something like that talking about it, but nobody seems to have any records on it. But I do remember about that, that that was something they even talked about in Nintendo power. But, um, that was a feature in the game, I guess was, you know, its own helpline. But, um, I just remember we rented it a couple times. I couldn't get through it legitimately. So what I did was, uh, we just used this cheat code that was in Nintendo power and it gave you, you know, everything you needed for the, like maximum items and the will. So you would just basically have to go to the final battle and it is the most tedious boss fight I can imagine. And, uh, (laughs) basically you had to use all of these attacks. Like you both, you kind of had like a sliding bar, like that would like a balance of power kind of thing that would move from one side to the other. Like when you got hit, it would kind of move towards one side. But if you hit him, you know, judge doom, then it would move back. And you basically had this pissing match and it took like, you know, something I, I, I rewatched it. Like I watched a YouTube video and they managed to do it in about 10 minutes. And I remember it taking like maybe 15 or 20 because basically you're just kind of just nickeling and diming, just kind of yeah. trying to get it more hits than judge Doom. And the only thing is you didn't do any damage. If you did a regular punch attack, you had to like charge punch kind of dodge out of the way, you know, then let it go. And in that meantime, Judge Doom probably hit you a couple times. And it was just basically just real tedious. It wasn't fun. And then eventually you had to grab the, the dip hose and then shoot him. Yeah. But and the, uh, the, that, the punching animation that. in this thing is a real uh, hoot. We'll say. <laughs> like yeah. Eddie is hopping on one foot with his arm pulled back and 
just like w- like basically that's him like rearing up to hit you and that's how he like charges his thing up he just basically like pulls his arm back like a 45 degree up angle and like is bouncing on one foot like oh, all right i'm gonna clock you i'm gonna clock you yeah yeah it's just really weird um but the i mean it's just i don't know it wasn't it wasn't uh wasn't fun and i can't imagine no. i mean it was a, it was an lga game but it was uh it was developed by rare so that kind of tells you what happened you know, you had limited lives limited um continues and just a bunch of bullshit basically uh the other thing is almost 30 years later i remember the damn music because there's this like one song that you know played over most of the game and it's just like, okay, it's the same damn song over and over and over again. And by itself, it's not like a badly composed song, but it's just, it, it just got really grating. Very tedious uh, to listen yeah. to. Yeah. Um, I can, I can still hear it in my head. That's the thing. Like, you know, thinking about this and it was funny cause I watched the YouTube video. I'm like, holy shit, that is exact. I, I remembered it, you know, perfectly. Um, but that's pretty much it. Uh, it, it's just, you you did stuff at the end, but that wasn't actually the first game though. The, uh, you, well, and you'd mentioned this too. There was actually like an Amiga DOS, you know, whatever PC game that came out just before that. Oh, that came out before that. Huh? Okay. Yeah, it did. Uh, and that was by Buena Vista software. The, uh, you know, Disney, I think it became, what was it? Disney software, whatever. But basically it was, it was by a subsidiary of Disney and that I just remember seeing that at Target. Like we were looking, they used to have like a computer game section that was, you know, full of games, kind of like, you know, they they have with the video games now. But I remember looking at the box and saying, "Man, this looks really awesome. I want to play this." But you know, we didn't have a computer with a color monitor. We couldn't do that. But the problem is, like back then, what would happen is you would have the photos or they would show the screenshots from the Amiga or the Atari ST version and you'd take it home and you play the, you know, on the, the DOS version, it would just look like total shit. Um, cause you know, it'd be like, you know, CGA or EGA and it would be really chunky looking and bad graphics and stuff, but they would kind of lie to you. And, you know, yeah. sometimes they would actually have like a thing and it would say, you know, like a little asterisk and says, these are from the Amiga version. The other ones look like shit. Um, uh, so no, um, but that one, um, I've watched, you know, videos and seen stuff of it before. It was basically just a set piece game. Um, you had, and you played as Roger. That was the other thing. Like the other games you didn't play as Eddie. Um, only the game boy one even had Eddie in it. The, the other ones, it was all just Roger. So you basically were just Roger doing double duty in that. And, uh, there was some driving scenes where you were, in Betty the cab and you had to like outrace the tomb patrol to, you know, the next location and avoid puddles of dip and things like that. So, um, and then you got to the ink and paint club and you had to find the, um, the will. And it was like these waiters were basically putting different slips of paper on all the, t- uh, the tables in the club. So Roger would have to run around and grab them all as you know, they put them on the tables, but then the waiters started putting, uh, you know, shots of, uh, whiskey there. And if you accidentally grab one of those, you'd, uh, you know, 
do the, you know, the whistle, the work whistle thing and get kicked out of the club. Um, and then have to redo like the driving and stuff. So it's just like, uh, then in the end you were in the, um, you know, the, the warehouse, warehouse and you had to like, yeah, you had like to multi floored like, and everything. And yeah. yeah. And it, it was like a ma- maze where you had to like kill the tune patrol. And then you had to get to a point where you could use a portable hole and then you fell through and then stop the dip machine. But at the bottom you could see the dip machine drawing, you know, driving up to, you know, melt Jessica and stuff like that. And, you had to get there before then, so yeah. And honestly, like I don't, I don't know. Maybe that stuff was in the manual. I, I watched somebody uh, play through the Amiga version, and I mean, it, this game actually looked pretty good. I was pretty impressed. With yeah, it. graphically, it was really nice. Uh, it was just, you know, the the actual gameplay and stuff doesn't look, you know, super. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. But, I mean, uh, the, the, like the 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 running around in uh, or driving around in like Benny seemed like an okay thing, but like the rest of it, yeah. like, the thing like going around the table. Thing, like, yeah, like, that looked unpleasant. I, I didn't understand what the hell was going on. I was like, "What are you supposed to be doing?" Yeah, he and, was supposed to be finding the, the uh, you know, the will. Yeah, and, yeah. Baby uh, Herman tells him to like pick up all the pieces of paper, or you might as well just pick up all the pieces of paper. And I'm just like, but I'm like watching it, like trying to figure out the pattern that he's doing. I'm like, I don't understand what the hell is going on there. So it's yeah, weird, it's just but, I don't know. Yeah, it, that game that game just, just seems like an oddity. It, it's it's prettier and I and pretty well animated than I think it probably deserved. It just, unfortunately, like I said, that, that the gameplay of it is just like watching it. I was just like, Oh man, that does not look like it's going to be fun to play at all. So I kind of, kind of hard passed on that one. And then the last thing, um, Oh no, well, there's two more. Uh, one, you and I both played a little bit of it. Uh, played the, uh, the game boy one. I played, we played, we played about half of it. Okay. Did you get up to level three? Yeah. Yeah, it was me too. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) So basically, you know what, basically, like, I want to say, like, this and, um, well, really the only one that plays differently, for the most part, I would say, is uh, the the Amiga game. The, 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 the remaining three games, uh, we haven't gotten to the last one yet, um, but they all kind of play, like, adventure games with some sort of, like, little bit of, like, action sequences. They're almost like point-and-click adventure games to a point. Or just, like, having to figure out, like, what you're supposed to be doing. Um, except they're more... Um, more on the obtuse side of those where at least like I don't want to say like it just the leaps in logic that you're supposed to take for some of this stuff is ridiculous yeah, I'm looking here I'm I'm actually I'm, I'm cheating I'm looking here at uh, silent uh, I'm sorry reading about this uh, um, wow this is really weird there's some guy named Baron Reichhardt K. Von Wolfshield. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. He worked on the, the was that the Amiga one? The Amiga one. Yeah. And he actually worked on, uh, but yeah, the, the game, the Amiga game was on, uh, uh, it was done by the uh, company that ended up doing Return Fire for the 3DO, which uh, that was pretty decent. The, the one with the, uh, like some stuff. Okay. But yeah, yeah. the Game Boy one, um, it's really like you go through and items are placed throughout each chapter or whatever, and you're supposed to collect them in a certain order, and then basically moves you to the next chapter of it. It's it format wise, it works well for a portable, um, but just playing it like today, where you have access to save states, and it's not like you know you play it like one chapter at a time. Like we were trying to get through this in like you know one or two sittings, 
it's a little tedious to get through. Yeah. The problem is it's, uh, you move kind of slow. You're, you know, it would actually help a lot if you were able to move in eight directions. The The problem is that, you know, you move in four directions, the enemies, uh, oh, and your character, your whole character's one big hitbox. And that kind of, yeah, I was going to uh, say, yeah, the hitbox yeah. thing is not great. Yeah. It kind of reminded me a little bit of, um, fortified zone, which I, I really liked that one, but at the same time it had the same problem where, uh, the enemies would be shooting at weird angles They they had real wide fire, uh, patterns and things like that. And it would clip your, uh, you had a real hard time actually dodging bullets because all the enemies would shoot at you. And it was kind of, it was very easy to get damaged. And then the other thing is, unless you, uh, continued um even if you went between chapters the health items wouldn't respawn so they would respawn if you you know you use the uh password or you uh died and continued but just that continuing was kind of, on uh, they didn't right so that was kind of interesting but um yeah you don't even start with a weapon you don't have any way to defend yourself during the the first chapter you're basically just running around doing errands and then the two patrols trying to shoot you and you're going to take a bunch of damage. And then you get to the second level and there was just really weird, like this really weird puzzle that, I mean, I'm stupid. So I, I, that, that didn't help either, but like, it's just a really random puzzle where you had to get an item, equip it, go back to one location, go to a very specific place, come back to that location follow someone, then go back to a location, you know, like another one. It just seemed like a lot of trial and error would have been, you know, necessary to actually figure that out. But yeah. then, you know, what I played and then I watched the rest of it on YouTube, you know, there wasn't anything like that. So it was just kind of, uh, I don't know, it just seemed like a artificial way to lengthen the game. But, um, well, one thing we didn't mention is this was actually the second game by Shinji Mikami at uh, Capcom who went on to do the Resident Evil games and it actually, the graphic style and kind of the, you know, the, um, the perspective and everything matches a later Disney game. They did uh, goof troop. So, but it's a totally different type of game. It's not based goof, on that. And goof troop isn't, uh, <clears throat> if you're reading to play at times, like this yeah, is... that one you really did have to play as two characters because, like, otherwise you had to do a bunch of like backtracking and stuff like that. That was actually based on an earlier um, game. He came out of uh, the pirate game, um, like they were doing kind of like a redux of that, but then adding some more puzzle stuff in that. But um, yeah, I don't know why I was going off onto that tangent, but I, I liked it. I just remember seeing that in. Um, Nintendo Power and thinking it looked really cool. I mean, the graphics are pretty nice. Uh, the problem is that, you know, the game is is kind of... It's a little bit frustrating. It has some interesting ideas. There's a lot of uh, adventure game type, uh, I guess, aspects. Like, you have to go find items and then use them at the right places and things like that. Uh, there's some kind of weird, obtuse stuff like... And you really have to talk to all the characters, but they, they don't really make it clear what you're supposed to do sometimes. Oh, the one thing was like, uh, d did you have problems with the, I, I was stupid uh, in that first part with uh, where you had to find the hiding place. I didn't realize you had more than one. I thought it was just that safe. So I kept going in there and getting killed. I thought like, 
oh, okay, maybe I just have to jump out at the right time. But it's like, no, you don't. You just have to pick the right hiding place. I figured but, it out eventually, but it, it, it definitely wasn't something I uh, I picked up right away. I was like, what the hell? I was like, what, what, what was I supposed to do? And then I was like, wait, I bet you if you just go over to this side. And I, and I was like, I tried it. And I was like, yep, that did it. Okay, cool. Yeah, was, that's kind of the yeah. problem is that they, they did... Uh, if you died at that point, then you had to restart the level. So that's the thing. Like you could continue from the beginning of the level, but some of those parts just really drag on. And you know, if you're taking too much damage, you basically just have to restart the whole thing. So, mm-hmm. and that's kind of a just a you know get good kind of thing. But at the same time, it's a little annoying because uh, there's a lot of tedious stuff where you're basically just running from one side of town to the other to go get an item, and then you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. While I was playing through it, I was using save states because I was not going to replay that. Like after I died, like the first time on the first like chapter or whatever it was, and I was like, oh, "Yeah, I gotta start from scratch." I'm like, "Nope, save stating this thing." So yeah, it's like, I, no, I, I, I got the I got the feeling of it. I was like, "Okay, so I, I understand what this is going to or what this is trying to do as far as like this is a portable game and it, it's divided up into chunks uh, to make it easier to play on the go and that you can kind of pick up and." you know, start from where you left off last time without having to, you know, but I don't know. Like I said, I, I, I got the gist of what it was trying to pull without having to actually like delve into the experience completely. Overall, I mean, it, it's not, you know, not worth playing. It's, it's, it's pretty, I don't know. I, I think it's a pretty good game, uh, you know, game compared to like the NES game. It's just, it, you know, it has some art, I guess, it's a product of its time. Yeah. It's a product of the system. Yeah. Uh, someone brought up a good point on um, oh, my brain's not working. I was going to give him a shout out, but on, on Twitter that it's like, well, Game Boy games along that those lines were kind of, you know, they, they had a lot of BS in them. And that's true. I mean, um, uh, I think a lot of it was just because they weren't very right. long. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just, it wasn't, uh, you know, Around this time, uh, the games weren't necessarily all that long, so they would find new ways to pad it, and they would do that by cheap deaths or having you do you know, fetch quests or things like that, and that's kind of what this was. Because, I mean, I'm pretty sure that if you weren't wandering around town for you know 30 minutes trying to figure out what to do, you could probably get through one of those chapters in probably about 10 or 15 minutes. So it wouldn't be a very long game. It's just, but if you're, you don't know what to do or where to go, then it's going to be an issue. I think you could probably, if you know what you're doing, I think you can probably get through this game in less than an hour. Yeah. It seems like something that'd be about, you know, 45 minutes, maybe Um, it just, but anyway, like I I would say probably the best things, the uh, graphics, the music was pretty bad. Uh, yes. it was just like a bunch oh, of random beeps and stuff like that. So yeah, that was uh that was a, that was a pretty quick, uh, mute my receiver and uh, yeah. just put a podcast on my phone and I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to this instead. Yeah. It, it's not too good. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. It, I, I guess, you know, on the bright side, at least it didn't burn a hole in my brain that, you know, I remember <laughs> you know, years later, but yeah, I was um, say 20 or geez, 30 years later now. Almost. Yeah. But, yep. But anyway, that's about it on that one. And then the last one, the other one, that hair raising havoc, which I never played that. But I, uh, I watched somebody play through it. 
um, well, through some of it, and I kind of stopped watching because it just, it looked, um, it wasn't animated very smoothly, and the, this is, this is the worst offender, I think, of the Leaps of Logic, um, like, watching the first, like, area you have to get through, like, you have to place an ottoman at a certain point, you have to get the, uh, springboard, or the ironing board down from the wall, um, have to have a, like, be in the right spot for the fan, and then you, like, you, you have to come to this conclusion that, okay, so I jump on the fan, or I jump on the couch, jump on the fan, um, the fan flings me to the ironing board, and then bounces me through the ottoman, and which bounces me through the window at the top of the door. How the hell were you going to come to that by yourself? <laughs> I, it, it, it's like, and then the second stage was something pretty similar to that. And I was like, okay, I get it. This is one of those, like, okay, you've got to write down each step after you finish this and then try it again because there's no way you're going to do this in one shot. There's no way you're going to figure this out. You're going to die and have to restart the whole game. So it's like one of those things of just like, just bashing your head up against a wall until you figure it out, basically. Which is the best type of video games. Yeah, it's, like, it's the Dark Souls of Roger Rabbit games. No, God. I don't think I'd ever have imagined that combination of uh, you know what? The, words. I, I guarantee you that is probably the only time that phrase has been uttered. Jeez. Oh, oh, man. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I can I can respect that kind of idea because it's like, okay, well, you're basically playing one of those cartoons where, you know, um, there's a Rube Goldberg type situation and stuff. But it doesn't, uh, based on, you know, what I saw of it, it doesn't look like it would have been very fun, like you were saying. So Yeah, like I said, I, I'm okay with that stuff if it conveys it in any way to you. Like, okay, here's what you should be doing, right? Like, I was even watching, like, it doesn't even tell you, like, how to get to the next area. Like... The, ne- or the second area, like, you think, like, okay, maybe I need to actually figure out a way to open the door, but instead you, like, basically go through a, like, you figure out a way to do this, like, convoluted thing to get into a mop bucket to ring you out. Or not, like, ring you out, but, like, the, the thing where you squeeze the mop bucket and it, like, you know, squeezes the mop dry. It basically to squeeze you, turn you flat, and you slide under the door. There's just, like, what... I, I, I don't know, like I said, for me, that that's frustrating. Like, I, I couldn't even trace it back from the end to the beginning. Like, okay, well, if I do this, this will lead to this, and then this will lead to this, and this will lead to this. Like, you know, sort of the way you, like, cheat through a maze or whatever that... Um, yeah. Yeah, like, okay, I'll just start at the end and work my way to the beginning rather than vice versa. So, it's like, I couldn't even do that with these things. Like, just looking at them, I was like, all right, I'm not even gonna... I'm not even gonna give this thing beyond the three, like, levels I looked at it. Uh, or watch somebody playing through it. I was like, I, I've seen enough. I get the gist of this thing. I'm not, this is definitely not something to be interested in. So it, it's unfortunate because it seems like Roger Rabbit, like as a legacy thing, doesn't have much to stand on. Um, everything that followed the movie wasn't really memorable. I mean, we're talking game, the, the, really the only reason the NES game is like memorable is because of just how, I don't want to say it's bad, because it's not a terrible game, it's just not a good game by any stretch of the imagination, and it is harder than hell to figure out. And a lot of uh, people like our age probably got tricked into weekend rentals of it a lot when we were kids, thinking like, oh, this will be kind of fun, and just forcing ourselves to like, okay, I don't understand what I'm supposed to be doing. And the rest of the games are kind of like, eh, real forgettable, even if the uh, the Amiga version of uh, the 
the yeah the Amiga version of the first game it looks really nice. Um, it's it, it's so slight, and the ending sequence is confusing. We'll say to yeah. be generous to it. So it's just like I. I and then the three cartoons that ended up, uh, you know, the three animated shorts that came up after, like I said, the, the second one's probably the most I'd, like, really laughed at a Roger Rabbit thing, if you go, like, per minute, even compared to the movie. But it's still, like, oh, that was, I'm, I'm probably never going to laugh at it again. It's not like anything where you see, like, um, Donald Duck, like, sitting there. I, I, I think it was, um, oh, God, what is it? Uh, Duck Amuck or whatever, where the animator, or, like, you know, Bugs keeps screwing with him, and then he's, like, sitting there hammering something, and it turns into a bomb and he hammers the bomb and blows himself up. Like, you know, I get a good chuckle out of that every time I see it. it it's still amusing. Yeah. But like this, it's like, okay, like I, I get the joke once and like, I'm, I'm good. I got it. Well, I think, uh, one of the things about is, uh, he was, he was more or less a, a stand in as kind of a, like, uh, I remember them saying that they were basically trying to, you know, adopt elements of different, uh, you know, studios into his character. Um, but he really like, like you you guys were saying, and, and in the movie, he was probably the least likable. He was more of a plot device, I guess. And it seemed like Disney was trying to kind of integrate him into things by doing those shorts, but I'm, I'm guessing people just didn't really care. Cause you know, he, he was, he wasn't the reason they were watching the movie, I guess. So that's, I guess that's why we only had a couple of you know shorts. And then he kind of, I think he made some cameos in the background, but that was pretty much after that. But uh, he never really took off, I guess. So, yeah. Uh, and, I mean, you know, even in Disneyland, they have Toontown, but that's it used to be kind of branded as Roger Rabbit's thing. And now it's it's Mickey's Toontown. Yeah, they've largely well, taken but, the Roger Rabbit stuff like off of the labeling of it. Yeah, because Mickey Mouse is an asshole. And <laughs> that's what he is, does. Mickey Mouse He's, is an asshole. He is totally an asshole. And he's he the worst. The, he's, he's just he he is just the most bland of cartoon characters. Like he is just literally like nothing. Yeah, he's. I think you know he he his uh, character. Uh, I guess his uh, personality tripled when he he put on that black raincoat with the you know, zippers. In, with, uh, with, with the, in with, the mouse ear, with the mouse ear yes. hoodie, uh-huh. yes, <laughs> like, with the mouse ear hoodie. Yeah, it got Just way more edgy. Now he's talking out of sword, like sword demon butthole things, in like the new one. Yeah, yeah, geez. yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Let's not speak of, of of that series again. I don't. I don't. Really yeah, I don't. I, I don't want to get. You know, I don't want to run. Coming January 2019. Yeah. Sure. It is. <laughs> I, I still hope that they they do something with the Wreck It Ralph where they just like totally disappoint you, you know, in the in the game. But um, that's like the only way that they can save that series. But that or just have like you know Wreck It Ralph like talk about philosophy or some garbage <laughs> like that. The thing where like like, like a Kojima like monologue. Yeah, some kind of Kojima monologue. <laughs> yeah. About, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, you know, nuclear, de- you know, deforestation or something like that. Yeah, de- yeah. <laughs> nuclear deforestation. Nuclear yeah. deforestation is the worst kind of deforestation. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. Hey, it's quick. And then it, yeah, it cuts right. to, it yeah, is. it cuts to like, you know, some stock footage of like the, you know, the Manhattan experiment and you know, some, <laughs> yeah. something, you know, and then he's like, and then some caribou and then. And then, some, and then they cut back to him. He's just got this like completely like straight face, and he's just like depressed looking. And 
Yeah, he's yeah. thinking about all the things he's done wrong in his life and how yeah, he and like, secretly just wants to die like everyone else in that series. Anyway, yeah. My real name is David. Yeah. <laughs> I was named after the guy in 2001, the space odyssey. <laughs> I'm oh. going to die. Well, now that we're completely off track there, guys, <laughs> I think we should probably wrap this one up. It's been going a little okay. bit longer than I was hoping for, but that's all right. We There was a, there was a fair amount to talk about, and that Roger Rabbit uh, walkthrough of the movie was a little... He said it was a little hard to go through it just because it's like well, there's a lot of a lot of tangents that kind of spring up because of all the references to the different characters. Hey, you know, one thing we didn't talk about those the you know there were the two um, we did mention the two scenes, but we didn't uh, talk about like the I guess the legal issues or whatever. Uh, basically, uh, the the scene where Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse they were in a scene together, and then. Donald Duck and Daffy Duck were in the scene together. And the reason was because basically the studios were like, well, we we want our guy to be in it more. And then they basically worked out a compromise where those characters would be in for exactly the same amount of screen time. Oh, yeah, John brought that up. Oh, you did? Okay, yeah, my yeah, brain's yeah, working. Yeah, then. I'm sorry. It up. Okay, never mind. I'm sorry about that. No, that's okay. That's okay. No, I mean, it, it's a good point to bring up because, like I said, it, it's, the, it's only the major characters that affect or that effect or that we're affected by that. I think it's um, just basically Mickey and bugs and Daffy and Donald. Yeah. yeah. So Goofy man, that's, a, those are, God, those are Goofy two gets own, like short shown in the movie, in the movie theater. So yeah, yeah, that's true. And that's, for some, I, for some reason, think... like they like really look up to Goofy, like Roger is sitting there just like, wow, he's the best. Yeah. You know, he, he's got a lot of finesse. He's a, he's a master, you know, <laughs> Uh, of his craft i suppose so so anyway um i think that's everything there so let's uh let's go ahead and wrap this puppy up uh, you can follow us at um you know just go to the social media link sites on the stuff if you are on the site if you want to follow us there um uh twitter J- at jason ariel at john lucero 777 and at joe star son um of course as always i'll put the uh, i'll put the twitter links to our uh, in our in our profiles basically as we go or in the uh, in the show notes, I'll put I'll, I'll try to put the uh, the pictures in the sh- in the show notes, or maybe the actual post on the site of uh, Lena the hyena and her original image. I don't want to use that as the oh. uh, the the header image for the podcast because <laughs> that might get you sued. Yeah, for or, like or mental no trauma. And... It. <laughs> so, but yeah, that'll do that'll that'll do it for this episode. Thanks guys for joining us. Um, next episode is episode one hundred. Um, which. I've got to do some planning for, um, so we're probably going to have to take a couple of weeks on that because um, I don't want to just kind of do a normal episode and just be like, hey, that was 100 episodes. All right, uh, here's the news this week and here's what we've been playing. And thanks. You know, it's sort of a big deal. Should do something special for it. So, But i got to think about it, kind of bat some ideas off people, and we'll see what happens. So uh, anyway, uh, Joe, John, thanks for uh, getting, through the, or getting through this with me. Uh, Joe, I am really sorry you had to suffer through that Game Boy game as much as you did because uh, – Man, I'm sorry I suffered through it as much as I did. Uh, it doesn't sound good. No, <laughs> I'll say that I didn't no. play it. Nope. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm going to. Nope. I'm say that. I, I wouldn't say it was bad. Like I wouldn't say it, it was suffering, but it was just you know. It I'll was... say it's bad. I didn't play it, but I'll say. It. Okay. <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 I'll probably I'll probably I'll probably more old John on that one because like I said, if it wasn't for um, if it wasn't for the save states, I don't think I would have made it through chapter two as. You know, I, I probably would have given up a little bit quicker. So, but like I said, I, I understand what they were doing with it. It just eh, didn't didn't do it for me, I suppose. So, but anyway, uh, that's enough babbling. Uh, we will talk at you guys next time.
Bye.